Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to PodcastJuice.net. My name is Michael Dean, and you're listening to Work It Like a Child. And today... Was, <laughs> you started using your prints with that. Yeah, that's what I said. I was trying to do... Don't stop, stop, stop. <laughs> stop it. Or, or I was on my state of shock. State of shock. <laughs> that was the 80s. That song was terrible. Oh, what? wait a minute. Oh, That's yeah. the jam. Yeah. yeah. Tell him, Whoa. Said it. Tell him That song is terrible. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Hold on. That song is banging. That no. song to this day has one of the baddest ass beats. Yep. Ever produced. The next song is out Al- the next song is Alphabet Street. Mm. Next song after that is Computer Blue. Stop it. I always, you know, now that so we're, we're, ladies and gentlemen, we're off to the races. Big sexy. <laughs> Q Storm and Pooh, let's go. Uh, I always wonder why that song seemed like it didn't really get the shine it was supposed to. Maybe because they didn't do a video or something. Or do people people think it was whack? I I thought that was fire. Like, you know what? For me personally, I'm going to reference the song "2000 Watts" from his last studio album. Mm -hmm. The song itself has no substance. Has no substance at all. Kind of like, you know, another song I put on it, uh, Prince's X's Face. No substance to the song. The lyrics are like, whatever you I don't know what you're singing about. But you know what? I don't give a fuck because the beat is all I need with them jams right there. That that kick drum on State of Shock. Shit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> to me, it came across as the label trying to pander and you know continue to capitalize off of Mike's name during the whole insanity that was surrounding thriller and thriller related objects. To me it was like uh centipede. You know, let's put it out because Michael's on it. Okay. That's a jam too. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> and what and what happened and what happened before or since Centipede with that? Who gives Nothing. a shit? Who gives a shit? There are Nothing. a lot of one hit wonders out there. <clears throat> I'm not understanding. Just like my man Rockwell. Oh, Hell, God. there you go. What <laughs> does it feel like? It's a classic, man. <laughs> you know, another song I would put in that category of kind of pointless, but it's the jam nonetheless, is uh, Rock Me Amadeus. Anyone remember that track? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, I remember in college, in college uh, brothers went crazy over that song, and it's the stupidest song, but it's the jam. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, yeah, I mean, but yeah, uh, and then the original version of this song was actually was what Mike and uh, my man from Queen, right? That's right. Yeah, and uh, I heard that Fred Mercury, uh, I, and that I was sounded that, uh, better from a vocal standpoint. I would agree. In terms of, I, I think Freddie Mercury has a better voice than uh, what's his name. Damn, <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's right. We had that same energy. That's why I'm like, yeah, who that? Wow. <laughs> I know they pray at the altar of it. Welcome. No, I'm <laughs> wow. Peasants. Wow, State of Shock, State of Shock is uh, in the top five in terms of beats. In, in my, yeah, in top my, five. You don't even know who sings the fucking song. I don't care. Michael Jackson. That's all you need. It's the Jacksons. I mean, despite my opinion of Michael Jackson lately. I can. Se- I'm separate. I, I said I'm separating the person from the art. 
Okay. And Mike was one of the best. Years. Mike was one of the best to ever do it. <laughs> Nobody said he wasn't. I didn't say anybody said he wasn't. But you're the one saying you don't like state of shock. <laughs> I don't like his voice. <laughs> You know, you can take that and take that with 2300 Jackson Street and put it somewhere. Uh, oh, my God. What is. Come stop. on, Mark. Well, I was whacked, too. Man. Uh, That's one of the. What, what, did that come out on uh, the, Vic, uh, the uh, Victory no. album? No. That was, oh, no, no, that was no. way after. That was his own album, man, back in what, 90? That was like. Uh, wasn't that Jammin'? I mean, that was Babyface, wasn't it? That was not Jammin' Lewis. No, I thought it was maybe Babyface or something. No. What, what album did that come out on? Was it a one off? It was his it, own. It album, may have man. been the twenty three hundred Jackson Street album. I think that. So the Jacksons put it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. the album. I think. Because that came out right around. They did the infamous Jackson Family Honors. And they deserve that it, was man. Bad. They deserve that shit. They I remember, it because they made it up. Man. <laughs> I remember the video. Everybody and it's, it was yeah, in the yard. It is L.A. Yeah, Babyface and L.A. Reid wrote that. Oh man, mm-hmm. slipping. Why Gene uh, Griffin has a lot. I didn't have to go revisit this. There's Teddy songs on here. I didn't know that. What What is there not to like about that song? It's a sweet song. What's what, What's there not to like about that song? Pass. You just mad. You You hating on the Jacksons? It, it's it's not no, wrong. Not, not wrong no, with no, that no, song. No, no, no. I enjoyed the stuff they did when they you know were given the opportunity to do their own thing. I like those albums. I take that back. Victory was bullshit. <laughs> It has some songs on it. It did have some state of shock, songs. torture. What's one that? More one more chance. Tor- torture yeah. was good. One more torture chance. and body were good. Body. You know, but uh-uh. <laughs> I'm gonna give. I give body a pass. That's my man. That was. That was. Uh, that that gets five Marlins just off through. That's that's Marlins. So. And let let Marlins do his thing. Man. <laughs> that video is hilarious. Now it is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, real hilarious. Yeah, it, it, like that was Marlon studying up, watching all of Michael's moves. Yeah. This is my shot. City. This was Marlon's shot. I remember he was on Arsenio. I was like, oh, "Go ahead, on Marlon." A Marlon you know, solo what? album. Yeah. Since we're talking yeah. about the Jacksons, another song I'll never forget. This you all, I was tripping on y'all's reaction, and this is when Sean was with us to uh, Janet Jackson's "Living in a World We Didn't Make." What was the, y'all, I don't remember. What, what? Y'all tore that song to shreds. Really? No, no. I was Yo, t- I tore it down to shreds. I, I could have no, sworn everybody. Me. I know no. Sean did. I know Sean did. No, he may have. I didn't. I thought everybody. I, I was. I thought I was fighting everybody. Like that's a dope ass <laughs> song. If I did back then, I was purely on hate. I was just hating because <laughs> it is a great song. <laughs> no, I, I would have never said that about that song. Okay. I, would, I would never say it was dope. That's a good rewrite, song. We'll rewrite history. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm on my Nixheimers. <laughs> okay. Like I said, if I was shitting on it, I, I I would take the L and just say I was I must have been just blinded by hate. Now I know Mark, you didn't like Black Cat, right? I, I probably shitted on that a little bit. No. I said, if anything, Black Cat has a rock groove that I like. No, I like Black Cat. Did you? Okay. That would be yeah, my okay. weakest song, song on the album for me. Maybe it was Sean that didn't like that one either. And, okay. and I just thought it was kind of corny, but. It is, but it's still, you know. I, I get like, it, though. I understand what they're doing. 
that song is like someone who doesn't know anything about really about rock music, like heavy metal music, and they try to produce a song. It would sound like that. And it's a good song though. Mm. That's my take. Yeah. Now, if they would have came with something along the lines of uh, my draws. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying musically, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, we knew we weren't talking about your girls, <laughs> okay? I, well, I don't know. Janet, that might have been a couple years later. She probably would have put something out like that. That would have been a banging track. If <laughs> <laughs> Let me, can I ask y'all a question? Let me ask y'all a question. I've, I've presented this, and y'all have ignored it each time, but that's okay. Uh, but since we're talking about it now, do you like? Do y'all remember, do y'all remember the track uh, <laughs> Find Me a Girl from the, the Jackson's album uh, Going Places? I gotta find me yes. a girl. Yeah, I remember that. Do you what think that if, if if Prince had done that song, he would have? I mean, Michael did his thing on that, but if Prince had done that song, it would have taken it to another level. Well, if Prince had done it, he would have completely deconstructed it and changed his rotation up all kinds of things. So, because he he's done those kind of fiftieth. 50-ish style ballads before, hasn't he? I, I, I couldn't name any, but I know I've heard them from him. Silence. Okay. I'm not familiar with the song, so I can't say. I'm just trying to picture Prince doing it. And again, at what which uh, incarnation of Prince would we be talking about doing it? Probably, um, I'm just kind of throwing shit out here, not... But maybe Prince around in the early 90s, like when he put out um, Emancipation, because he had so those like covers. Of, Betcha by Golly Wild type thing? Exactly. Yeah, you could tear it up, yeah. I could also hear Prince doing, um, this would be sacrilege, but I could hear him doing um, Lady in My Life. Nope. Oh, not too far. No? Not, no? I made it weird. No. And, and I'm sorry, let me go back real quick to correct something I said earlier. 2300 Jackson Street was not produced by L.A. Babyface. Thank you. It was actually produced, it says Gene Griffey, Teddy Riley. So we're just going to say Teddy Riley. But, but, <laughs> okay. but, uh, yeah, and, and, and some of the, one of the writers is Aaron Hall. So it's like, yeah, I'm all on, I'm all on that song. That's a guy, yeah. basically, shit. I got to go listen to this album. <laughs> this album has Teddy Jams, Babyface songs. Uh, shit! I never heard this album. Nineteen eighty nine. Well, if I know title, they probably ain't gonna have it. But I still support. <laughs> I'm gonna go check out see if they have it. Yeah, I checked. I gotta listen to this. Okay. Here's the idea: just buy the damn album. This might have been. This is before Dangerous, I guess. Yep, they got it. Twenty three hundred Jackson Street. No, no. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Oh, Please don't play that over the air, cue because they <laughs> ban us, man. <laughs> Please. All right. Um, all right. Well, anyway, I don't know how we got down this Jackson Road. Uh, I mean, the last thing I'll say to Michael Jackson, I was going to watch some Michael Jackson videos the other night. It was late at night. I was watching YouTube. And I couldn't get, to, I couldn't play them, man. Like, I, I, I was seeing the thumbnails, you know, I was looking at it. And I was just like, I was getting like kind of low-key emotional. Like, I didn't want to play Mike shit for some reason. I don't know what was, I was just like, ah, it should have made me cry or something. I, I completely understand that. I feel the same way about playing Prince. I, I don't rock Prince as much as I used to because for that same reason, I, I get it completely. 
Uh, same with Al Jarreau, one of my favorite vocalists. Mm. Now you really just made me remember something. Because he was in it. As I was doing, looking through those videos and stuff, there was, you know, I always get these reaction videos, you know, my first time. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them I wonder, like, is this real? Like, how the fuck do you not have heard? But then they'd be super young. So I'm like, I kind of get it. But one, it was this young black girl. It was like uh, my first reactions to uh, We Are the World. And I was like, wow. oh, let me watch this. It's kind of interesting. I mean, and I'm watching it, man. And I hadn't seen a video in a while. Of course, I know it back to back. And it was the whole video, and she starts playing it. And you can see the young girl watching it. And as the video's playing, and she started to just get real emotional. And it made me get like real emotion. And then like when it got to like the mic part and I don't know who it was. It maybe it was the Springsteen and uh, what's my guy? Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Was, yeah, Stevie Wonder. Kind of going Springsteen. back and forth. Man, I started crying. It's just the whole weight of the song and, and like everybody involved. I was like, you know what? This is fucking legendary. Like all of these artists that are the shit. And all, you know, it's from generation wise, you know, you had the older elder, you know, Ray Charles and all the way to the Cindy Lauffers and the line. I, I was just like, this is freaking amazing. Like they actually got all these people together and they did this song and the whole reason behind the song and stuff. I was like, the cynicalness of the world kind of made me like side eye at some times in my life. But looking at looking back at it now, I was like, this was fucking an achievement, man. Like, I don't know if there'll ever be something where you have legitimately talented people all come together, even if they're not all in the same thing, and just to do something for the world. I, I thought well, it was you, fascinating. When, I mean, that was in 1984, right? I think that was Probably, yeah. 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 I remember, I was, well, I was a freshman in college, and I just remember when they... Because that came, I think that was inspired. I think Lionel Richie got inspired to do that after hearing uh, the live, ba- what was it? Not, Band-Aid. No, it was Band-Aid. Band-Aid, yeah. Um, and I always thought that, like, man, this is pretty much like the Justice League and the Avengers it, coming yeah. together to do something. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and Michael Jackson was Superman at the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I dare you to watch it with just a... You try to leave everything and just like the historicalness of it for to see a young person look at it and they knew who some of the people were and they were like just taking a guy. Go- she was like, like blown away. Like, how did they get these people together? And then some of them she didn't know. But it was just the fact that it would just range the entire span of music, all genres. Uh, I, I don't know if you one. I don't know if there's artists enough to do something like that today. And I don't know if it would even. And then would it even be a good song like you know, I tip my hat to Quincy Jones and Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson. It's just like <laughs> it's crazy to me. I just, I yeah, for me, it's fascinating. The most powerful parts of that song, watching the video, it is like you just said, Bruce Springsteen and Stevie Wonder, the comparison of their voices. And then after that, I mean, if I get emotional, it's watching uh, James Ingram. Mm. My man is spitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he got spit flying. He's, he gets so into his into his verse. Yeah, man, it's it's a, 
So it's it's a banger record. I, like I said, when you even just when Mike comes in, like you said, like there's just something about his voice and just even his persona in the video. It's like he's just he was like the future, or like but he had that child innocence that just came in. I was just like, God damn, like God, that dude is. He's like uh, he's basically Anakin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's just filled with um, all the metachlorians in him. Like who? Where does this guy come from? Like it's so pure. It could go one way or the other. You know. Of course, the world is going to have its way with him. But just I mean, just pure his pure talent, just his essence alone, it's just unmatched. Like you know what I mean? Like we've talked about this before. But there's a reason why kids can just see that and just the innocence in that. That they have no idea who the fuck he is, and they'll be a fan of that. Just the first viewing, they'd be like, "Yo, who is this guy?" I remember I had the double the album that it had. A, it was a bifold. You open it up, and it had a bunch of photographs in it. I probably still have that somewhere. And I remember my friend. This is when I was deep, deep uh, a Michael Jackson fan, and my friends just teased me. Oh, I see your boy's holding a beer because for whatever reason he had a can of beer in his hand. What in was one this? Of those photos. In the album, the USA for Africa album. Oh, okay. I never had that. Okay, gotcha. And when you open it, it, it will, if you know, like, I think the Star Wars album does this too. It opens up into, you know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah, I know what you Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it had a bunch of behind the scenes photos. And one of them, Michael was wearing his signature Ray Bans or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting next to, I forget who was sitting talking to him. He had a beer in his hand. And I just remember, I was shocked when I saw that myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a that was a good moment. All right, let's get back to where we're going. Um, you were introducing people. Yeah, so we we got at this point. What are we? Uh, Eighteen minutes in, they, they heard everybody. And Ampu is he's here. He's just being silent for a second. So all the usual suspects are here. Let's get this thing going. So first thing we wanted to get into officially was uh, Godzilla versus Kong. You know, the Battle of the Titans, as you will. Another versus movie, which is always very popular. And I think it's a pattern that we've seen over the last, I don't know, seven years or so where you get these characters and you just make them fight each other. I think that's it's a trope that works. We've seen that a few times in the comic book movies, Civil War, Batman v Superman. Uh, now we've got the two monsters doing it. Uh, I want to go to Q. Q, what was your take on Godzilla versus Kong. <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to give out two Mia Copas first. All right. First, I think I'm at an age now where I've, I've just about, I feel like I've just about seen everything and it's very hard to impress me. And two, as I get older, I think my suspension of disbelief is a lot less now. So having said that, let me tell you what I liked about the movie. All the scenes where Godzilla and King Kong are fighting, that's dope. That's what everybody paid for. That's that's the that's the sweet spot right there. All those scenes were great. I think there were two major battles between the two of them. Now, I'm gonna put aside my criticism of destroying what was it wasn't Tokyo, it was Hong Kong. Okay, I got to let that go. That's what my suspension of disbelief says. Okay, this is not Man of Steel, where I, where I see a superhero that's supposed to be 
taking care of the public. These are two monsters or titans fighting each other. So I'll let that go. Um, the other thing I liked about it, which I, I think he's getting a lot of hate. I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying he was annoying. And maybe the character was, but the actor, Brian Tyree, what's his name? Paperboy. Okay, this is called. <laughs> That's right. Paperboy. He started gonna, as Paperboy. He's going to always be Paperboy. No, mama name a Paperboy. I'm going to call him Paperboy. Um, he, I don't know if I like the character, but I thought what I, what I, okay, let me put this way. I did like the character because it showed me that this actor can play just about damn near anything. In this, in the one sense, he was playing a, in uh, Atlanta. He's playing a a streetwise um, hustling rapper, right? <laughs> sound, like, sound like them folks. He's a streetwise, <laughs> smooth talking hustler rapper. I wasn't going right. to say it. <laughs> and he's very articulate. Oh Lord! All right. See, if, he, if people, hey, if people gonna come after me, I like to antagonize. <laughs> That's what you call that. Okay. I like to antagonize. Yeah. Okay. I'll own that. So he can sorry, play man. that character. He can play that character. I guess he's playing an LGBTQ character in the Eternals. And in this character, in this movie, he plays a character who's kind of like a nerd dork kind of guy. Uh, you know, a uh, uh, conspiracy theorist guy who probably not, doesn't get any. And uh, I, I just. He's a podcaster. <laughs> Well, I'm not. I'm just saying that was one of his other times. But I'm just. I want. I really like this actor, and I, even though even if his character was annoying or not, I enjoyed seeing the actor show us that he has range. So those are the two main things I liked about the movie. Outside of that, I just I didn't buy into a lot of it, and I, that ruined a lot of it for me. I are we spoiling or no? Sure. Go ahead. Spoil, spoil away. I know this is a movie about a giant lizard and a giant ape. But still. <laughs> but. <laughs> but still, if King Kong, who's a giant ape, all of a sudden started flying through the air because he has the power of flight, I would call bullshit. And you can't tell me, well, you're going to call bullshit because he's a big ape and a big lizard. Now, do you have a problem with him flying? Well, yeah. Did he fly in this movie? No, I'm making a point. Uh, oh, okay. That don't tell me that I can't have still suspension. I can't have a lack of disbelief because it's a, a monster ape and a monster lizard. I still have, there's still things that have to work in the universe that you create. And the fact that wait, there's wait, 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 wait. a. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> they created a universe with a giant ape and a giant radioactive lizard. And you're saying. This extra stuff is now that I, I'm trying to under, I'm trying to follow the logic here. So ba basically, you just asked the question that I'm just spent the last thirty seconds trying to debunk. I just told you, I understand there's a giant <clears throat> ape and a giant lizard, but if but there's still rules that I want to see followed for me to suspend my disbelief. <laughs> now, if you if you can't if you don't understand that, I can't help you. The, the, the thing you're is, right. I think we understand. It. There's no logic in that, but I understand what you're saying. That's, I think that's the So thing. for me, it makes no sense that you go the whole hollow earth thing. I'm like, I just don't buy that. Mm. I mean, everyone knows that the earth has a core that's full of molten lava. And I just didn't buy that the core of the earth 
was hollow and it's like the savage land there i i couldn't buy that and i didn't buy the fact that we got a big giant ape who goes to the center of the earth and finds an axe that looks like it has tesseract powers <laughs> who the fuck put the axe there so what I'm saying is, to me, that axe, asking me to accept that axe that's in the center of the earth, that's clearly man-made, right, is like asking me to accept, well, if Kong could fly, you should be able to accept that because it's a movie about a big ape. Well, no. <laughs> There's still rules. And it makes no sense to me that a big ape would find an axe in the center of the earth. What are the and rules, Q? You, that's what I'm trying to ask you what the rules that's are. That's what I'm saying. What are the rules, then? <laughs> The rules are what my suspension of disbelief will allow. And if you guys if you guys can accept if you guys can accept that there's an axe that has to be happens to be laying around that no one so you so you have this scientist who studied for a lifetime the hollow earth theory but didn't but completely overlooked that there's this powerful axe that looks that has the same kind of powers as Loki's axe in the Avengers. It's just stupid. <laughs> okay, I didn't buy it, and for me, that kind of that's when the movies movie went off the rails. The other thing was the character of uh, Paperboy and the girl Millie Bobby Brown and the heavy, the fat Australian dude. I don't know. I don't remember what his name was. It's like who even give, gave a shit about their plot? They spent too much time on that. All they were there to do was to introduce Mecha Godzilla, and they spent. A lot of time doing that and I don't see what the point of, the, of that was so great fight scenes they should have come up with a better story to build around why Godzilla and Kong are fighting Skull Island excellent movie I love that movie because there were still rules even though you had a big ape this one it's like okay let's throw this in well for that to happen this has to happen just I'm make sorry, it happen. what were the rules in Skull Island the rule here. Here are the rules. I can't define the rules for you. They're the rules that I make in my consciousness. Okay. <laughs> so to me, Skull Island, it was an island that had monsters on it. I can buy that. I have to buy that to to accept the fact that Kong exists. So I buy those. What were they called? Skull crushers or whatever they were called. Those creatures. I buy that. Other than that, the humans all act had a plot or they had a purpose. They were there to capture Kong. That's all I need in a Kong movie or a Godzilla. I don't need all this skullduggery about, oh, I'm and the villain. The villain. What was his motive? He just wanted to rule the world with a Mecha Godzilla? That's kind of weak. <laughs> so in Kong Skull Island, very clear cut, believable, even though we're talking about a giant ape movie, believable motivation for the characters. And I love the tone that it, it, they took on the tone of a 60s war film and they played on all that kitschiness i loved it this one it was all over the place it was a horrible story just to be able to put these two titans together they could have come up i think with a much better story or a much better motiv motivation that's my take any uh do you do like stars or number ratings or anything i can't remember if i had to give it a rating i'd say two and a half reels out of five well damn you didn't like it. All right. Fascinating well, two half, review. Fascinating two and a half review. is two and a half is fair. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and Pooh is chiming in. What, what do you think of the movie? 
Um, I didn't like it. Uh, other than the fight scenes, the story just wasn't engaging for me. Huh? Um, on what? I'm sorry, you just said you didn't like it? Yes. I'm curious why you had a problem with me not liking it then. No, I didn't say I had a problem with you not liking it. I don't, okay, go I ahead. laugh go ahead. at you saying that there need to be rules that you never clearly defined. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean... I guess I'm just getting to the point where uh, Godzilla versus versus all these monsters just isn't as entertaining to me anymore. And I just was like, okay, this is happening. Oh, okay. Um, Mecha Godzilla at the end. I, I will admit that one marked, I marked out for that where I was like, oh, okay. And then they just went back to fighting again. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So for me, it was just that, eh, I give it one out of five. Damn. It was it was dull. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, well, for me, uh, like you, I'm a big fan of Skull Island. I thought that was a great movie. Uh, I bought that movie. One of my favorite 4K discs. Um, <clears throat> the 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 Godzilla movies I thought were just okay at best. Fascinating special effects, but the stories were just blah. And they took too long. I think the first one took too long to get to Godzilla. And then the second one, it was just too much fighting without any sort of story. <clears throat> but I uh, enjoy the spectacle of the visuals of it. This one looked like they kind of like, okay, maybe they got it together. Now they're going to take the best parts of Skull Island, the King Kong, the best parts of Godzilla, and just let these guys go at it. And I think in that aspect, the movie is, is a success where it is straight action uh yes i agree the storyline is whatever um i don't want to watch these movies for that story anyway i want to see them going at it <clears throat> and you know give me some sort of setup that makes it fun and i think that this gives enough of a setup that makes it fun but it also peppers the fights throughout the movie so it's not a lot of downtime in my opinion um i enjoyed it when the fights <clears throat> happened and initially, the first fight, I was like, okay, this doesn't make no sense to me. I, I, like, the whole premise of what's going on with Godzilla, I was like, how did they get to this? <laughs> you know, it's a lot of questionable shit. Like, how, why is there a little girl? And why do they got to have a little girl that's somehow the heart of Godzilla? It's, it just doesn't, I mean, of King Kong. It makes no sense. But it's like, okay. That's sort of a trope through Godzilla. He's always some woman or somebody. He always has a kind thing, whatever. You're talking about King Kong. Man. King Kong, excuse me. You know, wh why they have it? Why would you have your child in the habitat? <laughs> you know, I was just like, whatever. You know, this is wild. This is a, I just was like, you know, this is a cartoon, basically. A, this is a comic book. So I let it go. It doesn't make any sense. But when, and then, you know, how do they get King Kong on that ship? And like, oh, you're just going to chain him down? Like, he's just not going to wake up and like, what the fuck? And just go ham? And why would you be on that ship? There's a lot of questionable shit. Like, why well, they did he... explain that, Mike. They explained they, they, did? They, did, they sedated him. I'm not saying that well, makes right. sense. Yeah, I'm just like, how, how do you sedate him? That's what, Is there a needle involved? Like, who, where are you making these things? So it's, you know, it's all bullshit. I'm just like, whatever. But the fight scene with Godzilla came. I thought it was cool. I was like, this is un... This is ridiculous <laughs> like oh the godzilla is jumping from ship to ship 
but it was it was like this looks great. I was like, wow, technology has enabled this to look dope. So I was all in. Uh, what I liked about this and why I gave it ultimately a pass and I enjoy this and I'll probably buy this movie is because when they get to the Tokyo or Hong Kong where they have the big city and the fight city, when it shifts to the neons and all the colors, I was all in. Like, it looks fantastic. Like, I would imagine seeing this on IMAX would look fascinating, you know, it just looks fun and just, ah, and everything's going on. But watching it at home on the big screen in 4K, it was just like, the colors just was like, ah. Oh. I was like, I'm all in. Like, this doesn't have to make any sense. It just looks visually breathtaking. So on that aspect, I loved it. I thought the choreography of the fights was dope. I was like, oh, they boxing. Like, they getting it in. And I'm not going to say who's winning and all that, but they was... People got sunned in the movie. I was like, oh, man, he G-checked him. Okay. And then, <laughs> you know, so I had fun with it. But when, but ultimately, when this part happened, when they introduced the Mecha Godzilla, I just got down on my knees and said, you, you win. Like, for me, that's all I need. Because this was just basically a giant anime come to life at that point. When you got Mecha robots fighting big-ass monsters, in the city and it's going ham and firing missiles and all that shit i was took me back to my shogun warrior days transformers i loved it so i was like this is awesome it makes no goddamn sense but it's awesome they kicking ass it was basically in game you know uh king kong is basically thor in this he had this hammer and he was swinging in and jumping I was like, this is awesome. And I said that last night in the other podcast, all of the destruction Q mentioned there earlier, that was so over the top. Like, it was funny because I was like, no one seems to be tripping that they are killing millions of people. <laughs> there was no evacuation. It was just like, it's on and popping. And sometimes they show people running down the street. And I'm like, you poor souls. Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on. And every everybody's dying. Like, they were just casually bump into a skyscraper <laughs> and knock it over and i'm like there's people in there it, it was just outrageous but uh, I, I guess years ago I like, this is why i hate man of steel because people get to thinking about these things well that's what i'm saying years ago man of <laughs> steel was a problem i guess so they had to throw in little bullshit and batman v super oh that it, that uh it's an abandoned island uh there's no one there <laughs> some fuck out of here man casualties <laughs> If this shit popped off, you wouldn't. You can't run and evacuate everybody. Y'all dead. So, so I, the mic. I, but go ahead. Go ahead. For someone who was saying I made, I, I sounded like I was one of them. You, you do a good imitation. Oh, I know. I, saw, I, I know. <laughs> but I, I, I did. I thought I did see. Not, not that I'm defending the film, but didn't I thought there were scenes of evacuation. I thought I did see that. If there is, I can't remember. But just, I, that that last battle, though, I mean, those people were doomed. It was just like there wasn't even no attempt to get the monsters away from the city or nothing. It was just going ham. And again, the little girl, how are you going to bring your child? Well, first of all, you're going to land in the middle of the mayhem and let the little child walk out. And there's always was a scene of the child looking back at the mom and the mom sort of looking like, OK, go ahead. Huh? I was like, why do they keep doing that? Who? I wouldn't let my daughter around some shit like that. I wouldn't even be around it. But 
I said, this is a movie. It's not supposed to make any sense. So I loved it because it was just straight popcorn spectacle. And sometimes you need that. And I, and I think in the terms of these are, if you look at the, you know, history of these movies, they're just dumb, bombastic monsters fighting. There's not, it's not supposed to have rules. It's not really supposed to make, you know, if, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be fun. So to me, this movie does that. Like, it's just a fun smash them up robots destroying shit. And, and, and with the technology of today, it made it look like butter. It, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was brilliantly shot in that opinion. And I think the director, I don't have his name, uh, Andy Wingard. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think he's got a nice eye for this shit because um, I could see there's little parts early throughout the movie where he's throwing that neon sort of uh, visual at you a little bit. And, and it, you can see it, it was a sign to show you what was going to come later in the movie. I think even the beginning credits sort of flash like that. And I was picking up on that. I said, oh, okay, he's about to really go ham with these colors and shit. And I thought he, he did it a great job. So I see, loved it. Uh, did everybody else get a chance to go? Or? I don't think Big Sexy has not seen it. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, well, <clears throat> see, uh, just a couple things. You you talked about the neon. See, I found the neon distracting. It, it, it made me feel like it was a... And maybe this is what they were going for, a cheesy '80s film or like like a Tron or something like that. So I think it's yeah. kind of going for that personally. That okay, and that's why yeah. I let that go. But just to, I just want to make the point, and maybe we had different reasons, but everything you just explained, those are examples of rules that you set in your mind for you to be able to suspend disbelief, and those rules were broken. That's why you said things like having a little girl walk out into a battlefield with two fucking 50-foot-tall monsters of fighting. You're, but but you're that's, a, that's a rule of King Kong, though. That's something they I understand, do. but you still, you still thought it was bullshit. I don't, that's all I'm saying. Well, well yeah, but, I, but again, be, but I know I got all that bullshit because I know that is the trope of this movie genre. That, that's what's up, so it's supposed to do that. It's always got to be that type of character. There was that character in Skull Island, right? The, the, the white girl, which made no sense. But, but that's, that's a, what that's they always full, do in King Kong. That's a full grown. You talking about uh, Brie Larson? Yeah, he's always has the woman character that's supposed to have his heart. Like that, none of that makes sense to me. But that is they've done that from the start. Yeah, I mean it's a difference between a grown, full grown woman and a little child. I mean the full grown woman, right? Goes, but they're, but they're, I agree. I agree with you. You're absolutely right on that. The age difference is a, is a factor, <laughs> but their character plays the same trope in it's the same thing though that's what i'm trying to say uh, they're there to do the I, same I exact they they are they are the moral compass for godzilla if, if you could if you could well call i got two that. i got two i would agree with you on that i got two questions i'm going to ask you though because i'm calling bullshit on this one that kong learned how how did he learn sign language I know the little girl wasn't going, the mom was not letting the little girl go out in the biosphere and teach Kong some sign language lessons. Right. That's some bullshit. And two, please tell me, tell me you didn't think it was bullshit that finding a fucking axe in the center of the earth. Come on, Mike. Oh, I, I agree with you on both points. Like, as I said, there's a lot that was going on with Kong that they just don't explain. But I just was like, whatever. Well, the other part they don't explain is how he got to be as big as he is. He is not that big in Skull Island, right? Here oh, he's, I think he was, I no, think he, he was is not the, the size of King King. He's not the size of Godzilla in Skull Island. Like, how do you know? He said in Skull Island that he was still growing, which is which I can understand. It was a long. This was many years past Skull Island, 
but he was not the same size. Remember the size of uh, his body compared to the girl in that movie versus the size of his body in this one. His pinky was the size of that girl in this one. <laughs> so he obviously is not the same size. Okay. But but in terms of the hammer, again, I agree. It was total bullshit. But again, for me, it was, well, this is a cartoon. This is you know, it's not supposed to be like, this is telling you there was some ancient battle prophecy that they fought back. You know, it, it goes into fantasy, Laura. That's fine with me. I'm like, whatever. It looks cool. It's not supposed to be realistic anyway. Like, first of all, they would bomb the shit out of those monsters. They're not going to ask them to come help them. <laughs> like, <laughs> All of it doesn't make any sense. Uh, do they? Do they also? Do they also explain? I mean, there's dialogue in the film that says something to the effect that Godzilla's always been a protector of Hong Kong or the Asian, the Pacific Rim. Why is he attacking us? Which is what I mean. Literally, ten, what two minutes into the movie, Kong's wreck, uh, Godzilla's wrecking shot. Right? They never explain that, and I was curious too. Why is Godzilla now an enemy again? It wasn't explained enough for me to understand, but I assumed it has something to do with them testing that mecha thing and whatever they were using was causing Godzilla to go crazy or something like that. That's what I was thinking. Somebody's got. Some I also weird... did you find it? Did you find it? Um, not disturbing, but just did you did you have an issue with the fact that this this film seemed to side with Kong more than Godzilla? I didn't have an issue with it. it. I did notice that. I think it makes sense because I think God, the King Kong is a more emotive character and it's a monkey. So you can easily show its emotions more than you could God, uh, Godzilla, in my opinion. But I think they balance it out because it is sort of more of a Kong movie, but they do give Godzilla his opportunity. You know, he put he put Kong down for a second. <laughs> So they didn't just make, you know, I thought they kept it even on that level, like, okay. And then Kong comes back yeah. and puts the no hammer lie. down. You know. No, like Kong went out like Craig and Friday. He had to go get a brick and shit. <laughs> no, Kong went out like Incredible Hulk in uh, Infinity War. Was it Infinity oh, War? Endgame? Oh, yeah. he got handled. He, did get, he got son there. We put him on his back. But, he could have killed him. He's like, nigga, I'll burn your head off. <laughs> but Kong but came Kong came back to rah, you know, still still was like, let's go. No. I was I was hyped when they did that. Uh, Kong, Kong lost when he picked up the weapon. That's for me. Yeah, he like, was like, fuck it. Oh, that's some bitch shit right there. Hey. <laughs> he was helping him though. He was helping his nigga. He was like, man, I got you. <laughs> and they tagged him. This shit was tight though. I'm, see, you got me excited. My favorite shot of the film was when I think it was when they first fight, and Kong just lands a right cross on, yeah. on Godzilla. <laughs> But to me, there's no question who's going to win between Kong and Godzilla. Godzilla's got too many weapons. He's got his breath. Right. He's got a tail. He's got claws. I mean, that that fight should have been nothing more than a couple, about 30 seconds. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, I, now, let me ask you this. Were you entertained by the fights, though, at least? Well, I said that in my review. The two things I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the actor and um, the, the fight scenes. They were awesome. Yeah, I'm curious. What are they going to do next? Is, is this the end of the franchise, or are they going to do another one? Well, didn't they show? Well, to that end, didn't they show like a? Um, I thought I remember seeing a, a, where they were going through files about all the other monsters: Mothra, Gidra, was it Gajira? Oh, okay. The three-headed one. Was this like at the end so or they, something? Uh, no, I think it was. I I, I want to say it was when they were trying to determine 
who was available that they could wake up to go fight Godzilla. You uh, mean King Ghidorah? Okay. Three-headed cat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I, I say they should just go ahead and do a crossover with. Uh, I would buy a ticket off the off the rip. Uh, Pacific Rim, man. They just say fuck it. We just gonna get these giant robots fighting with the kaiju's against some aliens or some shit. Just go fucking balls to the wall, like He's fuck an it. Alien. Yeah, He's man. Why alien. not? Fuck it. Alien invasion, <laughs> and you got fucking King Kong standing on for battle. Got Godzilla, and then you got these giant mecha robots, man. I'd be all in. It ain't got to make no See, sense. I'd be everybody's there. on their Justice League now. Hey, you get, you get Kong, you get Godzilla. Yeah, man. You get <laughs> fighting, fighting uh, the Independence Day aliens. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would be all in for it. Get get Predator and Alien in there that you bitch. Go. Too. That would be the shit, though. <laughs> so actually, you get the Predator. That would be filthy. Come on, man. I kind of, I kind of would pay to see that. See? I just want a good story. I just want a good story. <laughs> Somehow, like they got, they crossed over Dark Side or some shit. Oh lord! <laughs> but and now, just, Mike, did you go ahead. Did, did you hear that? Um, what did I see? This maybe one of you posted it. Somebody said, or maybe I saw it on Double Toasted. That uh, the director, Wingard, he said he's got enough footage now to do a five-hour... Oh, yeah, I posted that. Director's... I'm like, stop it. Stop it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, yeah, I posted that. I posted another. One of the actors, it was an interview maybe over a year ago or so while he was making it. He was describing all these parts in the movie and there are parts that are not in the actual release version. So, you know, Warner Brothers being Warner Brothers, this movie has probably been... You know, as most movies are, they've changed a lot or edited it down. But yeah, no, nah, we don't need to. I don't. Well, again, who am I to say I don't want to see it? But everybody's not Zack Snyder. You know? I don't know if we need to see five hours of some epic. What if this movie was actually this movie was an epic grand storytelling of the two titans coming together? And <laughs> it's like, OK, <laughs> I don't know if I still want to see that, but. Is the return? It's the Lord of the Rings of Godzilla movies. <laughs> okay. You, hey, hey, you know what would get me going is if they, because uh, I was a big fan. I wasn't a huge fan of Godzilla or Kong. I watched it. Ultraman, get him in there. Hilarious! I'd be there. Day one, I'd be on board. <laughs> that would be so crazy. <laughs> but I want movies like that. I think these are fun to me. Like shit, let's have fucking brawl movies. That's what we love, man. As kids, let them fight. But uh, anyway, I say definitely it's worth watching, in my opinion. If you're just at home and you want you know, good time. I, I bet you this, though. I can imagine if I just saw this at the theater and it was, you know, it could have been a full house. Those fight scenes would have had everybody like, yeah, you know, woohoo!" Because I was doing that at home. I was hyped. It was fun. All right. Um, moving on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we'll... Sp- we are spoiling this at this point. So I will warn you now, there is something that happens at the end that could be spoiler spoiler heavy. Uh, Big Sexy, did you see the newest episode? Uh, no, or he's muted. Yeah, I was muted. I did see the episode. And your thoughts? <laughs> my thoughts, and since we are spoiling, my thoughts are 
again, this shoots and plays like a film, you know, big action, big scenery, big everything. The one part where I didn't agree was when, when Bucky and Sam, well, Bucky talked Sam into breaking out of Zemo and he went ahead and did it. And then they go to Madripoor, where I, of course, geeked out on that. And they called it High Town and Low Town, just like they do in the books. Rather than Sharon Carter. And they had <clears throat> my man Sam dressed as, what was that guy's name? The Smiling Tiger, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he said, why are you going to dress like a pimp? And Zemo's like, hey, a fashion-forward black man. You know, I always gets called that, but he's just being fashion-forward. I'm like, really? And Zemo was wearing a long maxi leather pimp coat himself with the fur collar. Actually, Zemo, just real quick. Actually, in my opinion, Zemo threw some shade on America by his comments. I got what they were saying by that, (laughs) but I loved it too. (laughs) So, wait, wait. So, Mark, are you saying that uh, Zemo went to go collect his uh, money from the street corners? He tell me he looked he looked like the part you know he had it, he had it handled, and they go to this situation and you know they are trying to track down the power broker who is also in canon in the books. There is a power broker. He he was an issue. I don't know the number, but issue of the thing comic book, and he gave pe- gave people power. So that makes sense. It was good to see Sharon Carter come around and bust some heads, and Sharon was in a bad mood this this day. Because she was not having any of it. Yeah, I, I think she would kick Black Widow's ass from what I saw. <laughs> you keep thinking that. Widow would you wear shit. So? You, know, you know, I take that back. I take that back. Because they're both shield trained. I don't know about this one. Anyway, it was good to see Zemo don the mask. I'm assuming that this is the second Zemo, the son not the original Baron who had this mask stuck to his head way back when from World War II. Um, I like the interaction between Sam and Bucky. I like those two a lot. Those, they have a good chemistry together. And, and again, I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think that uh, Mr. Mackey, great leading man potential. Great leading man potential. This guy could go places. I think he's an amazing actor. I'm not going to give away the ending. Uh, I don't like the new Sam, or Sam Wilson. I don't like the new guy playing Captain America, Johnny Walker, but but I have this predisposition going in because I know him from the books, and I know he's going to snap at some point. Lamar is a flunky. I don't like it. And I think that, and I said this in the chat, Johnny went out like a punk. This little German dude run up and spits in your face? Man, we could be anywhere. We could be on the steps of the Supreme Court in front of a thousand people with 10,000 cameras. Someone spits in my face. We are going to go. Period. Man card pulled. Let's get it on. And Cap took it. But, he, but you can see a little bit of the tracing or the potential for him snapping thing when he starts screaming, Don't you know who I am? I'm like, whoa, whoa, Cap. Calm down, man. Uh, I think you guys are on a trail of something good. Zemo is clearly going to turn because he's Zemo. You can't expect him to do anything that's going to help anybody but himself. And that one portion where they're in the 
what do you call them, the stockyards, or the, the, the shipping yards or something like that, while these truck containers were. <clears throat> Zemo shot this one container and the whole block blew up and saying it was beautiful. That shot must have cost a fortune. I love this show. I am all in for it. I don't know how, it's not going to last very long, but I'm in as long as it's going to go. All right. I'm just going to say mine real quick. I, I loved it as well. Uh, this is Sharon Carter. The, the one thing that stuck out to me with this episode, unlike all the other Marvel stuff, is this one I would say was an R-rated sort of MCU type of thing because I don't know if she would beat Black Widow because we never see Black Widow put down humans like this, like kill people. And here they clearly show Sharon Carter was ending lives like she wasn't playing around and it wasn't a playing around situation. They wasn't like trying to subdue her. They was trying to kill. So she just came with the same energy. But you just normally don't see them kill humans in these movies. They're always killing like aliens. stuff. And she was putting them down. And that, that was pure on some John Wick energy busting. You know, so I, I loved it. That was that was some savagery, savagery we had yet to see from the MCU. We saw it with the Punisher, but to see it here. And it's interesting. They don't actually show the the real heroes getting down like that. I don't know if they showed Winter Soldier. Did he like literally kill anybody in this one? But uh, yeah, well, in a flashback sequence, he did flashback. OK, yeah. So this one I saw. But yeah, everything else uh, for all the same reasons. I, I love this. This was like a movie. This one here. And I want to say the only thing about the, the the Captain Rogers dude or the Captain America guy, I think they, they made it so you're not supposed to like him. Like you're supposed to not like him. Uh, and I think they do it great. Like he he's not uh, over the top unlikable, but there's a thing about him that's unlikable and you kind of start to see the cracks a little bit. And in terms of that person spitting on him, I mean – if that was Steve Rogers and somebody spit it on him, he's not going to haul off and bust him in the head either. Like, there's a reason why they pick a person to be Captain America because you're not going to act and lose your cool like that under those types of circumstances. So I, I would have been shocked if he did smack the shit out of him. He would have been over. Um, but that's why. Some he, people need to get the shit smacked out of him. True. I don't disagree with you, but there's a reason why they would pick a person to be Captain America because you're not going to get in your emotions like that. And, and hurt an innocent person, no matter what they do. To innocent. Her. Yeah, she's still yeah, a innocent. civilian, she, but she's he not super innocent. powered. She's not. He you can't. You can't though. assault. Well, I'm just saying. Even though you still can't assault him, but she's no threat to him. It's like if he would have smacked the shit out of her, he would have been something else. Then he would have really been a bad guy. Are but we again, talking about the same thing. It was like when the lady spit on Captain America, or that I don't know if it was guy. a lady, or whoever it was. It was they, they spit on his face. That's not a threat to him, though. It's disrespectful as fuck. But he ain't hurt. And again, Shit. if he's if he's over emotional and he's not really the golden boy he's supposed to be, then, yeah, he would smack the shit out of him. But I'm just saying well, that's the whole reason why they would pick somebody to be in that position that you wouldn't react like that to something like that. And that's why. But see, if it, I know I'm going off topic here, but if this, if this had been Snyder Superman and somebody spit on his face, he would have taken him through three stone walls. No, he wouldn't. He he did that in. uh BVS. Where did they spit on him in that movie? I'm saying he could have taken out a guy without killing him, but he took a guy through two stone walls. Oh, for sure. But I'm, but that's still an entirely different situation. Okay. Yeah, didn't that dude have a gun to the love of his That's life? what I'm saying. He's threatening somebody. Yeah, so he could have used his super speed to just crush the gun. He didn't have to kill the guy. I, I agree. 
Anyway, I, I, don't, I don't want to get on off track. Go ahead. Thank you. Well, what, what's your thought of the show? I'm liking it more and more. I like it much better. I think it's more tightly paced. I like the uh, the cutting better. Uh, I'm glad they got all the characters established because in the past I thought I always liked character development, but I thought in the first two episodes they were taking way too much time to do that. It's like, okay, I get it. Let's move on. And I think we've moved on. Um, I don't remember the cliffhanger or the, the, the surprise ending you guys are talking about, though. So I have to go take Somebody a look Somebody from Wakanda? Oh, yes. How could I forget that? <laughs> Is that how you think yes. about it? That's how, let's talk. Go yeah, ahead. Go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I hope we see more of um, Isaiah as well, the original yes. captain. I yeah. hope we see more of him. I don't think we're going to, though. But um, I need a whole uh, flashback episode with him, man. That would, wouldn't that be an amazing episode? I mean, you you would think people saw the first episode of of Watchmen, the HBO series, because that made a whole huge stir. I mean, that was like everyone was talking about that. The recreation of uh, was it Tulsa? So that that could have been there. You know how people always imitate in Hollywood. You know. That could have they could do a whole thing, a whole episode on that. And I would love to see that. But no, I, I'm liking the show a lot more. All right. Aunt Pooh. And yes, I need some pillows too. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I need huh? some pillows. <laughs> <In their mind. laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoyed uh this episode. Um, Sharon Carter, or I like to call her Karen Carter, because she showed us. You don't, you don't know what I went through because of y'all, and and the, thankfully Black Twitter was let her have it. Chick, you chose to do that. Deal with the repercussions. It seemed like she was kind of like uh, upset, like, "Hey, uh, Black man, how come you get to live your life while I can't go back home?" Well, oh, you should have had a better attorney. Well, it's the truth. That's that's what she did. But uh, when uh, Ayo showed up, I'm... yeah, when Ayo showed up, I, I'm like, I did my JR, business about to pick up. Um, the only other thing was I thought for sure that when um, Zemo, uh, Zemo uh, put the mask on and he kind of disappeared, I thought that that was him uh, getting away. So I was hella shocked when he started to help uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon against uh flag smashers or whoever or whoever that crew was i say dope and i'm looking forward to more you know what right. um i wanted to talk about zemo for a sec <clears throat> i me personally until we saw thanos i thought zemo was the best villain in the mcu i loved his his i loved his stuff in um civil war okay and so I, I'm torn on his portrayal here I, because they're making him, they're kind of softening him in, to a certain extent. Um, and I don't know, I think it's kind of throwing, uh, kind of undercutting the villainy that we saw of him in Civil War. But I think he's a great character. I, I think he's a great character, but I'm like, okay, just can we push, pull back on that because I don't want to ruin how great of a villain he was in Civil War. And I think they're starting to kind of do that. Like, there was a scene where they were in a club, and we see him kind of dancing, kind of goofy. And I'm like, ah, okay. Let's just ease well, up I mean, on if you that. Look, I mean, if you really look at Civil War, 
he was kind of right. He, 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 in his mind, he had a righteous cause. The Avengers led to the death of his wife and daughter. So, I mean, they kind of softened him in civil war. I mean, they, he wasn't he wasn't doing this because he was some maniacal. I want to take over the world. It was revenge because of what the Avengers had did to him. That was the story that they told. I agree, and I'm saying he was a good villain, and I think I want him to remain a a good villain. And I'm thinking they are making him more of a of a foil now to Bucky and and uh, Sam. And I as I pointed out. The scene where he's dancing in the club just made him look goofy. Like, oh, okay, okay, I can laugh at this character now. I, I don't, I don't want them to soften this character up. I didn't, I didn't get that, but I can, kind of, I, mean, I can see your point though. Um, I thought he was, he was great in this. It, it just, I was trying to catch up in my mind a little bit. Like, I didn't remember he was. He's like the man here, kind of like I was like, I thought he was just some some guy who was trying to get revenge, but here he they almost make him like he's the ultimate supervillain and he's all connected and oh he's actually was super rich. I mean he's like Bruce Wayne or something. I was like, okay. And then when he puts the mask on as a total badass, I was like, oh shit. Wouldn't he have done that earlier? Like he, okay. They're all badasses. All right. But I mean it was dope. I I thought it was interesting. I think I hope they keep him around. I think the MCU needs to have super villains for as many superheroes as they have, I'm like hopefully he can be like somebody that's a threat to them later on. I was I almost was waiting for a fucking Doctor Doom to show up or something. It's like it's kind of the vibe I was getting. Like oh okay, he's gonna team up with somebody else. What's going? I, you know the other question I'm nitpicking. I just so now are Bucky and Falcon on the run again? Like you just broke out a major criminal villain, dude. Like I didn't, didn't. Who are they answering to? I still kind of worried. Like, what? Are, how are they able to get away with this shit? I don't understand. They didn't break him out. They were there, but they didn't break him out. Yeah, because uh, Captain America, the new Cap, was saying that he believes they had something to do with it, but they can't prove it, and they don't. So you're saying that. Bucky didn't have nothing to do with it? I'm not saying that. Oh, I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he showed in his little scene, which I thought was cool, like how he was like right playing that shit and they did it real sly. What if they did this and what if they did that? Yeah, that means he was like, what'd you do? You help break that dude out. Yeah, but the thing is that they're saying that they can't prove that they did. Oh, right. I'm not, okay. You're you're nitpicking. I get it. Right. I'm not saying that, but I'm still curious as to like, it just seems, okay, the day he went to go visit, now this nigga on the streets, y'all running around with him and ain't apprehending him. I don't think they know that. Okay. Well, maybe they don't. I'm just, I'm just going by it. I don't think they know that. <laughs> maybe they don't. <laughs> I still question who the fuck do they answer to. Like, I don't, it's like they're just doing whatever the hell they want, which is cool. But Now, the, the biggest nitpick or the one where I was like, bruh, how the fuck does uh, Sam Wilson walk in with Baron Zemo and the Winter Soldier to try to get a line on the power broker. And this motherfucker didn't put his phone on Do Not Disturb. Hilarious. Like, what, I was like, what was that? I'm going to go ahead with it. But I was just like, nigga, what? <laughs> Come on. Well, the other thing I understand about Sam is, I mean, I mean, I, I guess I'm going back to my comic book 
stuff. Now, I, I remember the angel, he would always have a harness for his wings so he could wear regular clothes, but always have his wings ready for him. Why doesn't Sam can't fit his wings underneath his clothing? So in case shit goes down, he can rely on them to get him out of a jam? Not those wings, no. Yeah, I uh, but the wing, uh, uh, but the wings aren't they Stark Tech? No, sound like in the, the TV they're like part of the government or something like that. He was kind yeah, of government. that's government issue. But wasn't Stark making weapons and things like that for the government? I'm talking about uh, Daddy Stark, not Tony Stark. How I don't think Stark they've ever said in the movies though if that's related to Stark. Or I not. thought they did. Okay, I could be wrong. In, in which case. If they did, I, I can I can see them things being able to, to become compact or something. So we can work. All right, I'm nitpicking. Let's move on. <laughs> but I thought it was hella funny. This all that stuff with him having to drink that sh- snake. What I don't know what the fuck was it? Snake nuts or something? <laughs> <clears throat> I think but, it was just snake blood or something. But I thought that was funny. That I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, great show. Great show. You know, great show. Um, uh, Invincible. Did anybody watch the new episode of Invincible? Damn, no. All right, I watched it. Um, I I watched half of it, so I haven't watched the whole thing yet. So I'm not really ready to speak on it. But I I love the show. Q, have you ever seen? Have you seen any of Invincible yet? I saw the first episode, and I listen. I was. It wasn't bad. The 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 reveal of. Uh, I don't know his name. Daddy Invince Omni Man, right? Is that his name? Omni Man. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. The way he took them out, it was far more gruesome on this than it was in the books. No, it wasn't. And this is a. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It was far. The, in the book, it it was like maybe five or six panels. This one, they played it out. I remember the book. I think this was far more gruesome. But anyway, I just reread um, the book, man. Okay. Well, we did. We, we disagree. That's okay. Um, but I I don't know. Maybe it's a case of my age again. I just it's not grabbing me. I would watch it, but it's nothing I would go out of my way to watch because I feel like I've seen it before many times. So I mean, not bad. Good animation, but nothing I would go out of my way to watch. You know, the one thing I noticed about episode four, the parts that I've seen, the animation is not on the same level as the other episodes. And it was kind of jumping out at me a little bit. I was like, ah, they must have gave this to the B team to, to, to draw. And I was like, maybe on the action parts, they'll give it to the main animators or something. But that kind of, that was the only thing that threw me initially about episode four a little bit. I was like, ah, the quality is kind of, and this, this happens on a lot of animation stuff where they'll kind of farm out some of the non-action scenes to to be kind of some bullshit but but i'm loving this all in i think it's a great show Um, so yeah i'm gonna keep watching that any other last words on invincible before we move on all right hold on hold on hold on first of all invincible is great hands down uh it got me rereading the original (coughs) books because when they went on Omni-Man took out the whole Guardians team. I had forgotten they existed. When I saw the Martian chick and the Red Rush, I'm like, who the hell are they? And I went and pulled out, you know, those issues. Yep. <laughs> taking, them, taking them right from the book. 
and Invincible is a bloody, violent book. That's just the way it is. Uh, to me, the animation, though, I didn't really catch the difference between this week's and the previous episodes, but to me, it looks like the same people who did Boondocks animation to me, and that's okay, because you know, I love Boondocks, but I think it's great. <clears throat> uh, I think they have nailed Cecil perfectly, because he is not the one, and all these people keep popping out of the woodwork, woodwork that are straight from the book. Invincible is doing a damn thing. I would go out of my way to watch it. All right. All right. Well, moving on from those, are there any other shows, movies y'all wanted to throw in, recommend, talk about? Well, I'm just going to throw this out there. I just saw this on my feed. Um, It says, uh, what is it? Is there anywhere for Walking Dead to go? Oh, can The Walking Dead rebound after its worst episode of all time? No. So now I got to see this episode. I forgot. I I have one of those um, on iTunes. You can buy a subscription or season pass. And it's been so long since a new episode came out. I forgot they were still producing that show. I haven't seen it in years. Personally. I even gave up on the comic book too before the comic book ended. They have there's like two Walking Dead shows, right? There's the Fear of the Walking Dead. Is that that's? Are I they still making that, that show too? I see that one advertised more on my little thing than I see the other one. So I assume that's still going. Somebody it's getting their three. typing. I haven't introduced the third one. There's a third series. Yeah, I think it's World yeah. of Walking Dead or something. Oh like wow. <laughs> They need to let that horse die, man. It's over. I, I agree. Until no the wheels fall off, she get your bag, curtain. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. I mean, and Mike, I think you've kind of spoken about this, or maybe not exactly yeah, directly, but The Walking Dead World Beyond. Wow, oh, God. <laughs> when you have when you have movies like uh, Train to Busan, the other uh, the other movie that I didn't really like as much as you guys did, but the one with the kid who is stuck in his apartment. What was that movie called? Like, oh, oh yeah, uh, alone or alive? Or? Alive, alive. That was good. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. it didn't. I didn't work for me, but Train to Busan. I'll say alive. Um, and you have uh, shows like um, oh shit, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, you have really good takes on the zombie genre. Oh, uh, uh the movie you recommended, my, the series Black Summer. Was that it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I'm still waiting for season two for that. Yeah, we all I mean, <laughs> well, Walking Walking Dead needs to be like, okay, they're coming with some real shit. These other these other IPs. What have we been doing for the last ten years? How long has that show been on? <laughs> they're doing the same shit. Well, you know, I, I agree, but I guess they're looking at it. The shit works. <laughs> so until does those, it? Well, if they're throwing out more other shit, somebody's must be watching it. They're not going to do it losing I, well, money. See, I think they're throwing out other shit because they realize people are sick of The Walking Dead and hopefully with these other shows, they're adding something new. I would think that's why they're doing it because like, okay, this is old. We don't want to give up this IP though. So how can we create a spinoff and make it different? So I haven't seen the other shows. Are they? I, I haven't seen them either. I haven't seen them either. I, like I said, I was surprised that the, the stuff is still going, but it must be going because people are watching. They're not going to just have it up there and and nobody's watching, so I assume it's successful. 
you know, it's the walking dead. But, it's the one that started all this shit on TV. So they get a little becoming like CSI and law and order. You have all these spinoff shows right. and, especially with CSI, they're all the same. And if you look at, um, I think it's NBC, they've got all these Chicago shows now. No, Chicago Fire, <laughs> Chicago Police, right. Chicago Hospital. Give it a rest, man. Damn. And, and well, they have like Kirkman, a... Uh, well, yeah, look, but it, I'm done doing the book, so damn that. But the, well, the show's still going. You know, and I'm not watching it, so if they can keep it going, hey, good for them, but I have no interest in it. Well, yeah, I mean, just like what you said, the Law and Orders, like, that's not for me. But there must be people who love Law and Order who can't get enough of all of that stuff. You know what I mean? That's why they're servicing that audience. Uh, you know, we've said this a lot of times, just not for me anymore, but I can understand for the fans of it. They must love it. Like, oh, there's another Star Trek one? Cool. cool. I'm, I'm going to watch that too. You know, whether, oh. whether some people like it or not, there must be somebody who is into that, you know, why they keep doing it. And so I'm not surprised that The Walking Dead is alive and going. I just it ain't for me. I'm like you. But the book ended up not being for me after a while either. You know, just like, okay, I had enough. Star Trek right. died at the last episode of Voyager. Everything after that is bullshit. I see. I wouldn't. Well, wait a minute. No, that's not true. Because we talked about the first season of Discovery and you were liking it. From what I remember. Discovery? The one with the Klingons and shit? Yeah, we that were one? on the red on the red shirts. We were talking about how good. This no, I wasn't liking was. shit. You know, I was oh. tolerating. I wasn't liking anything, and then it got worse. Okay. And it, then again, well, what, what we discussed this though with um, the Midnight Midnight's Edge crew because they have different people involved, and the limitations on licensing and so many things are prohibiting them from doing this. You know, the right way. And plus, the showrunner's an idiot. Well, I mean, the licensing is one thing, but that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't justify the horrible writing on that show. See, it's terrible. Is that? Well, is this, are you guys talking about the newest Star Trek? What's that show called? Is it Discovery? Everything Discovery. on CBS All Access from Star Trek is crap. All their new stuff. Is, is that show still going? Yep. Oh, so somebody must. <laughs> oh no, a lot of a lot of young people like it that oh, don't okay. know yeah. classic Star yeah. Trek. Well, then I get it. I get it. It's garbage, but you know, some people like I it. I just think, I think its problem is it wants to be woke, and I understand that, but it beats you over the head. Mm. It makes it no fun. You feel like you're being preached to. Right. Yeah, I get that. I can understand that. And I think that's what we, we see with a lot of the things that we like during our time and how they are <clears throat> different now because the times are different. And it, And you're right. It's not. It's not the same as when we were into it, but I can imagine for those who don't have the history of it, and maybe this is some of their first introductions to it, they may look at it and be like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, oh, okay, I, I can get into this. And, and maybe they like this, and I'd be interested to see what their opinion is if they go back and watch some of the older versions of the IP and what they think of it versus what they were introduced to. Kind of like when you see people who, younger people who love the prequels. Because that was the first Star Wars they got, wow. you know, and and for me, I'm like, ah, but I get it. Like, this is what you were introduced to, so you're gonna frame everything based off of this. I, I always be curious, what do you think of the other stuff? You know, if, does that hold up? But I think you know, Star Trek is no different. It's funny that you say uh, that young kids like the prequels 
or they're not young now, those kids, but mm-hmm. I mean, when we saw Star Wars for the first time, we saw a Wookiee, we saw Han Solo, fucking badass. We saw ships getting it on in space. Mm-hmm. And that's what kids, I, but the first thing they saw in Attack of the Clones was people walking on green screen stages and CGI backgrounds talking about the Senate must convene before we can right. free the citizens of Naboo. But kids like that? <laughs> well, you're talking about two different things. We, we saw that in the context of never having seen anything like that in our lives. So the whole world was fascinated by the the technology that was on display on that movie, among other things. The kids who saw these newer movies, they lived in a world that's the aftermath of that. So they've seen all of the special effects, whiz bang. You know what I mean? Like it's not new to them. So no, they can uh, but, they'll look uh, at this new one and they look at the old one and like, man, the effects of the old one that looks kind of. I've seen it. I've heard people say this. The effects aren't really there. But again, they come from a world where the effects have been mastered. And yeah, that's not going to look as exciting to them. And they're not blown away by the effects because they've every movie they've seen, you know, in their context has been amazing. So they don't have the same right. blown out of the water uh, I, reaction well, I, I, to I Star Wars. I understand what you're talking about, the effects. What I'm talking about is even given the better effects, I just find it, and clearly it's the case, but I find it amazing that kids liked a movie that so much of the film was people walking and talking about government. That seems boring to me, even though you got good special effects. And I'm surprised kids glommed on to that. Because that's what a lot of that, those prequels were. Yeah, and I don't think they saw it that way. <clears throat> okay. I think they saw it was an action movie, the Jar Jars and the, the, the young boy and the fights and all that. I think, you know, and then again, I believe their sort of perception of movies like that are very different from ours at that time when we were young and what, from what we saw, you know. The, the original Star Wars movie is a very simple story, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nothing It's nothing to write home about it. When they were making it, they didn't think there was nothing to write home about. Like, it was cheesy. Like, are you serious? This is going to be trash. Now, today, I don't know if that's, that story could still work, but it would be for different reasons. And I think it's a different mindset of people. Like, is a movie going to come at a time when people want to see a, a hero rise up and do the hero's journey? Or do they want to see the anti-hero? Or do they want to see, you know what I mean? Like, something else. I think, the, like, The Matrix to me is the same story. It's just told differently for today's times. Still a young, think- young boy trying to find his way. <clears throat> mentors. Then he acknowledges his gift. And he's the hero at the end. I think if it's good, as long as it's good, good story and good characters you can identify with or invest in, people will buy whatever you put on screen. Possible, but there's movies that can hit at the wrong time too. You know, people weren't ready for it. That that end up becoming classics years later, right? Like we've seen that throughout film history. Let me. I want to introduce. I'm curious to get everybody's opinion on this. Has anyone seen? The new uh, Equalizer on TV. I haven't seen it. Nope. Okay, moving on. I've seen it. <laughs> because I think it's horrible. <laughs> I just super I like it. <laughs> to me, it's just, a, like, it's, it's just like every other. And, and I'll see, I was the guy who said, 
I just don't see Queen Latifah in that role. I could see another black female in that role. I just don't see Queen Latifah. Um, but I gave it a shot. My wife wanted to watch it. I gave it a shot. It's just like every other procedural I've ever seen that's boring as hell. And there's one action sequence in every episode. And it lasts maybe two minutes. Then the rest of it is just like every other CSI show. Question, and I don't, I've never seen the original. Was the original Equalizer like that or was it an action show or something? I never watched it. Oh. Yeah, but I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm like the young kids you were just talking about. My Equalizer is Denzel Washington. Hilarious. And, and both them, <laughs> so you kind of prove my point, right? <laughs> but see, in both those movies, now, he, but see, now, but uh, the guy, the white guy back in the 80s, he may have been kicking ass. He was a little older. I can't see that. He, I can't imagine he was. But when I think Morgan Equalizer, was bad, man. <laughs> okay. Well, when bad. I think Equalizer, I think of Denzel Washington breaking a white boy's fingers in half in the Vulcan salute. That's what I think about. That's well, right. I, so, that, and I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Like your interpretation is based off of what you, how the first time you saw it, which is not based off of the original canon of it. And there's no but problem it might with be. that. I, right? Well, the original show may have been like that. So well, but, yeah, right, but but we do know that it didn't have Denzel Washington. He wasn't black. I would imagine it was not the super spectacle that those of Equalizer movies are in terms of the action. I'd be hard pressed if you'd said an '80s TV show was getting down like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all about the interpretation of the person who sees it when they saw it. Some people may yeah. be their first time in Queen Latifah, so they won't have nothing to base it off of. Just base it basically. Based off of what they're just saying, but just like I for mean, you, boring is boring, but well, boring is boring. Whether well, to you, I not. agree. Okay, yeah, you, so I'm not, you, you yeah. see the you Go see ahead. the two equalizer movies where we mm -hmm. see we get good action mm -hmm. in nearly every other scene. And then we go to the TV version and we get one action sequence that lasts maybe two minutes. And if and I've seen those a, movies, I would agree with you. But Barbara, I'm saying even if you hadn't seen those movies, you're going to look at this show and say, this is no different from every other NCI or CSI show. Why am I watching this? Well, again, maybe because you like Queen Latifah or the way that it plays out is slightly different enough that you like that genre. And this is a great one, too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't, well, I, listen, I think Big Sexy said it best. Every season, we're going to see a new hospital show. A new cop show. Of course. A new And I don't understand how these shows are being put out. Every Why are they cranking these shows out? Isn't someone saying we have enough of this? No, I think those are tried and true TV shows that people love those types of. They've been going on since the 80s and beyond. I don't see why it would stop today. Those, are, those are the stories people love. It's the same reason, like we just said, maybe people... Are, are tired and want to see an anti-hero now instead of a a, a, a Superman hero. Right. So people got Some tired people. of that. So, so right. what I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm surprised people aren't tired of these same old trope shows. Hospital. Well, I think you, I think some of those shows do have anti-heroes in those tropes shows. Right. There's the, there's the de the detective who's skirting the line, but he's still a procedural. There's the police officer who skirts okay. the line, but he's still a you know. Good there's point. still the anti. -hero. It's just that it's still in those same tried and true tropes that they know TV viewers want to watch. They're always going to watch the, the fireman show. They're always going to want to watch the cop show. So it's going to be a place for the lawyer show. 
and the detective show. Those are t- tried and tried and true. Some of them can be so, done on a law and order level. Some will be like the shield or some will be like, uh, is that one detective show on Showtime or HBO or something where they have the different actors, but it's still the true same. Detective. True detective. It's still, it's still on that same type of thing. It's just, some are done more like movies. Some are done more like TV. See, I would disagree with you. I think the network shows that we're talking about, like Big Sexy said, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, mm-hmm. Chicago MD, NCI, yeah. uh, Los Angeles. Los, uh, what's uh, the other? They got one in Louisiana. You know another show like that? The Wire. But go ahead. No, see, I disagree completely. No. no. I disagree no completely. The Wire is a cop's procedural show, is it not? I don't think it's a procedural show. I don't think is it not on the basic level a cop show that about detectives cop, looking working cases? It's a cop show. It's, it's a cop show, but it's, I don't consider a procedural show. A procedural show, my definition, which I think I'm correct, I could be wrong, is where they have a formula mm-hmm. where they establish in the first act there's a crime, and the cops get on the scene. Second act, they collect all the evidence, investigation. Right. Third act. They take it to court. That's to me a procedural. How do the cop? Whereas with the wire, mm-hmm. they did everything. And this is my understanding. They did everything and made it as real as possible. Sure. Where things didn't always fall into place to fit into the half hour episode of the um, hour long episode, like they do with these procedurals. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I, I completely disagree that the wire, I would say the wire, the shield, um, there's only two that come to mind right now. Um, Southland, these are true, all true, cop true, shows. True, true, true detect, true as I said earlier, they're either done like TV shows traditionally or they're done like movies, but the roots, the still a cop show is just told, like you said, brilliantly, they tell it differently and that's what makes it stand out, but it's still the cop show. At its core, at its core, that's what I'm saying. The tropes of the core tropes are there. It can be told totally different, but it's still yeah, the I same thing. The, I don't, I don't think the tropes are there. Okay, that's what I'm, that's my point. I don't think the tropes are we there. We can disagree on that. I don't, I don't think the like the wire. Mm-hmm. I, I'll take the L. I, I tried to watch that show three times. The fourth time I got to a certain point, I'm like, this is fucking Shakespeare set in Baltimore. I, I and I agree that. with all of that. It's, that's what makes it brilliant because it is all those. It takes what we know and is telling it to us where you really got to pay attention. And it's written brilliantly, acted brilliantly. But it, the reason why it is what it is, is because it almost deconstructs what you normally would see it play as. And it's, but it's still that's what it is. It's just done yep. in a whole other level. The same with the. Uh, I would say most of the great shows on HBO are like that. Uh, what's the Sopranos? It's still an anti-hero, but it's it's a soap opera. It's just told in a very I, particular way. Well, but it's still it's still I the same old family drama problems. But he's just a gangster. Well, to me, when you deconstruct something to that level, when you deconstruct when you deconstruct something to that level, you've created something wholly different from what we've always seen before. I, I agree with that as well. Which, which makes it brilliant, right? Because it can only be that because you can compare it which you have to deconstruct, which only makes it work. But it's still, that's what, you know, Watchmen, it's a superhero story, but it's just told in a very unorthodox way. See, it's still a superhero Watchmen, story. I don't think Watchmen is a superhero story. Oh, it is. It, it, it involves superheroes. It's just done 
it, it takes all of the characters that we understand and flips them. But it's still, oh, okay. it's still, it's still a bad guy versus good, good guys. Still the same tropes. All right. Okay. But that's my right. opinion. Well, I'm not saying you have to agree with it. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> we have very, we, right. we have different outtakes on. That's fine. But uh, and what were we talking about? Oh, we're just talking about the different shows. You're talking about uh, the cop shows, like <clears throat> like-minded the equalizer. I always, I always think there'll be a place for those types of shows. You know, I, I tend to the reason I don't watch the Equalizer because I tend to like the shows that are like more of the wire or Southland or shield. So I still like the cop shows, but I like the more hardcore ones. Same with the the lawyer show. I liked uh, the last one I was really into was for honor. The one with the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Well, oh, yeah, it's a it's a lawyer show, but it's a totally, you know, it's a hardcore lawyer courtroom show as opposed to you know some of the ones on network tv can, can, can i go back to equalizer one, sure. one 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 more time real quick so i sat down i said let me give this another shot it's queen latifah respect to the queen i i i, I love her as a performer and artist and everything so let me sit down give her her respect i watched i don't know if it was the second or third episode there's a scene where she decides to confront a gang that's that's kicking. What do you call it? Beating in a, a new member? What are you initiating a new member by beating the shit out of them? Jumping in. Jumping in. Okay. She goes onto their turf, <laughs> and she says, um, she basically threatens them and says, "If you harm anybody in the neighborhood or whatever, I don't know what she went there for." She, but to basically tell them, you know, step off. Don't, don't, don't fuck around anymore. I'm here to, I will handle you. And they all got guns, right? And I think three of them point the guns right at her. They do the sideways point, which is so stupid to me. But she says, oh, I'm not afraid. You think I'm afraid of you? And then she makes a finger gun and points at a window and the window blows up. And the guys are looking at her like, oh. And she points at like uh, some cans sitting on a, on a rail or something or a car window or whatever. Points a finger and it blows up. And all of a sudden, they all bitch made now. Oh my God. And then she walks away. She gets on her bike and rides away. And then she meets up with her partner who had a rifle who was on a rooftop somewhere shooting out these things that she was pretending to be shooting. And at that point, I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this show. One of the stupidest things I've seen in a while. Hmm. Yeah, so these hard ass gang members who were who were jumping in a member think that this woman can shoot shit from her fingers. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Who you calling a bitch? <laughs> I didn't play that. <laughs> yeah, I have I have yet to see that. Hopefully it'll come on like Netflix or something that give me opportunity to see it. <laughs> wow. Well, I, guess I, don't, I don't have, uh, I don't think I have the regular channel, so I, just, I don't, and I'm not watching oh, TV. Oh. If it comes on at eight and I got to be there when it, I definitely ain't watching it then. Like, I ain't watched TV like that in years. So that ain't going to get me to start it. Um, all right. There we go on that. Um, man, real quick, I don't have it in front of me, but I see, I remember we talked about a little bit online. 
So there was another shooting or another incident at the Capitol a couple of days ago where a guy rammed his car through the barricade, got out, apparently stabbed, excuse me, stabbed a police officer, Capitol police officer, and I think they shot the suspect down. Uh-huh. News started to come out. It was brother, a black guy, and it was, oh, he's a follower of Nation of Islam, Farrakhan. Oh, boy. Uh, man, what's what's going on out here, man? Uh, people are rushing the Capitol building now. That's Is that an it's accepted very, thing to do now? You know what's going on? This is my take. And you know why we've seen three, well, actually, I think there have been six mass shootings in the last two months? Mm. It's very simple. One word, COVID. People have lost their minds. They're pent up, frustrated. And you're going to see people acting out more now. Do so you think COVID is one of the key factors behind all of this stuff? I'm talking about, I'm not talking about literally COVID. I'm talking about the fact that people have been quarantined, mm-hmm. uh, haven't been able to go out and enjoy their, uh, we haven't been able to go out and enjoy our lives like we typically do. Depression is on the rise because of the isolation and people are going to be acting a fool because there's, we've never in this country addressed mental illness we refuse to do that for whatever reason. So it does not surprise me at all. I think you're going to see a lot more before the end of the year. Interesting. Wow. Okay. You know, speaking of that, this is tertiary maybe. I saw on my phone that four fires were set in Renton over the last couple of days or something. You're talking about Renton, Washington? Yeah. Really? I didn't hear about you're this. You're not familiar with this? It was no, on the news. I, I don't watch a lot of news. Let me see. That's crazy to me. They said set. There were fires set. Was that telling me it was, what's that word, arson? Huh. I can't find it now. Yeah, I'm not seeing, uh, off the top, I'm not seeing anything about that. But, <clears throat> that that's surprising to me. That's not good. <laughs> huh. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, just going back to that the capital thing, you know, it's I don't know what's going on, man. Like, well, I do know what's going on, but uh you just got to be careful out here, man. Got to be careful out here. There's some wild stuff. I don't know what to believe on all of that stuff either. You know, I'm only just going off of what I see in the media here about that, but it's alarming for, you know, understatement. And I was watching um Started watching the Q- QAnon, is that how you say it? QAnon documentary, QAnon, QAnon documentary on HBO. That was some interesting stuff. I, I didn't know a lot of, I didn't know nothing about it, to be honest. I'd heard the term, but I didn't really know what it was. Watching the first episode there, I was just like, this is crazy. I was like, this is white folks woke. This is their, this is the, the white version, an extreme way of the, of, you know, let's say hotel. I was like, oh, so they, this is their thing. You know, they have their own, you know, YouTube channels and all message groups. You know, Q's, Q's dropping some new hot fire. You know, he's going to expose some conspiracies. And but the fact that it's just like they got some of the most powerful people in government or who were in government, very influential people that follow that and push that is, is fascinating to me. Um, that's some wild stuff. I, have you guys heard of 
heard of or know any of anything about this QAnon stuff? Oh, it's pretty hard to miss. They're, they're the guys who I think they're the guys who they kicked off their craziness by claiming that Hillary Clinton and other liberals were running a child porn ring out of a pizza parlor and someone got shot over that bullshit. Yeah, that's you know, wild. That was a, I remember. That was yeah, I remember like, hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where did they get that from? That's just, that's what I understand. Like, how did they get the child porn ring or whatever sex ring? Where's that coming from? Because the the asshole, whoever Q is, which is why I'm thinking about changing the name of my business, uh, <laughs> is putting out these, these things. I I think it's just a joke, and people believe him. Yeah, it's a whole thing now. Like, I mean, they got there's millions of people that's up on this, right? That really believe this. Well, stuff. one of them, one of them's in Congress. <laughs> one of them, that's Marjorie Taylor like, Greene. Yeah, man, this this some big shit, man. I wonder if it's this like is, some you know, foreign I'm, government just like, yeah, that's really, they love that social media and this shit is influential. Let's get them. Let's get their mind so fucked up. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Well, to me, I don't know if anyone here has been watching. I've watched a couple episodes and I fell off of it, but uh, hand, The Handmaid's Tale on, I think it's on Hulu. I need to see that. I hear good things about it. Uh, if there's going to be a takeover of this country and somebody tries to radicalize the entire country and become a fascist state, I can see this QAnon having a good shot at that. Hmm. If it were going to happen. Interesting. Um, and Pooh, Mark, y'all don't want to jump in on <laughs> quiet as a mouse. Quiet as a mouse. That's I mean, I nothing to add because I just haven't. No, I just haven't been up on all I know is about all the uh the quote unquote pedophile ring that's going on. What but other than that, I just yeah, the, the government didn't somebody just post something about that? Uh Matt Gates, that asshole senator, he's been he's gonna be indicted for child child trafficking or something. What? What is going Yeah, go back to that. Y'all haven't seen the story? Somebody posted no. something. I'm trying to find the link to it. Where, where is that at? I think I posted something yesterday. What's the name again? I'm going to look it up. I, the guy's name is Matt Gates. He's the guy Matt who Gates. wore a gas, ga, gas mask on the floor of Congress to make an asshole point oh, about Jesus. COVID. He went on Fox News either the day before yesterday, I think, and um, was saying, I am completely innocent of these charges. And, and Tucker Carlson was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was accused of... Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if you said it all like this, but they're, they're trying to accuse me of having sexual relations with a 70 year old is not true, blah, blah, blah. Whoa. And then when it went off the rails was when Matt said, and Tucker, I know you were accused of having <laughs> sex with someone. He was like, whoa. He was on his, uh, what's that DJ's name? When the one rapper yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Was that Funkmaster Flex? Yes, Funkmaster. He's on his Funkmaster Flex. Oh, nigga, you ain't. Put my I posted name that. I, post, I posted it in the um, in the Discord and said, uh, I forget. I forget. Can't remember what I said, but yeah, and that that made news. And now, um, now Matt Gates is going to be. They're saying he's going to be indicted in a couple weeks. I don't know why this shit takes a couple weeks. He's going to be indicted for being involved with sex trafficking 
I mean, sex trafficking in that he may have had sex with a 17 year old Mm -hmm. and took Mm -hmm. her out of the state, out of the state to Mm -hmm. have sex with Mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, here you go, these fucking conservatives who accuse Hillary Clinton and other liberals of being involved in child pornography and eating babies out the back of a pizza parlor in, in the Bronx, I think it was. They want to accuse. They want to accuse liberals of that, and now they got one of their own who's actually looks like he's actually having sex with an underage child, underage not child, but underage girl. Mm. Woo! This is why I'm cool on all of them. It's just I don't know. It's just too much, man. Too much foolishness. Uh, that's it's not a it's not a good look, man. No more than I guess it's well, not a good look where uh what's the old boy was it Cuomo? Is he still yeah, that's not good looking? Is he still what is he the governor, right? He's the governor. He got multiple women coming out saying he done did foolishness, touching and stuff. <sighs> <laughs> it's too much, man. It's too much. Yeah, I think you should step down. Mm-hmm. And I'm a I I'm gonna trigger some folks because you, when you start off, you you talked about things are getting crazy here. You talked about the Capitol Police shooting that guy who who killed an officer, crushed him with his car. Um, this is why I don't understand, particularly with black folks. Uh oh, here we go. Go ahead, Q. Why the fuck are we the ones saying we don't need guns? Uh, here we go. I don't. That makes zero. And and listen. If in, if anybody wants to call me out, if anyone wants to call me out, pre-2016, I'll take that L. Now, once I take the L, I'm going to move you forward. <laughs> uh, expertly played, sir. Wow. I never saw you. So give that. me the L. Let's get that shit over with. I, I, will, I will concede. Now, bring your ass forward into 2021, where Muslims, gays... And black folk are being terrorized. And tell and, me. And Asians. Yeah. A, oh, yeah, there you go. Asians. And tell me. I just saw another story about a, a woman, a 67 year old woman. You ain't too far woman. gone to see that yet. <laughs> <Go> continue. <laughs> That's right. A 67 year old Asian woman was attacked with a knife or something like that. <sighs> if she had had a gun, it would have been a different story. I don't understand why people want to talk shit about people who just want to protect themselves. The people who are out there gangbanging, Uh-oh. shooting little girls, the shoot little girls on the steps. Gangbangers. On the, on the steps. People who are mass shooting. Yeah. People like me who own guns don't like that shit either. So why the fuck are y'all trying to talk, tell me, oh, you, you a pussy because you have a gun. The fuck are you talking about? And I hope everybody's hearing I this. I feel like you were talking to somebody in particular. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm talking about anybody. I'm personal, talking, man. I'm talking to anybody who would tell black people you shouldn't have guns. And then you want to talk about how racist this society is. Fuck out of here with that. Don't mm. talk to me about how racist. The society it, is racist? I said society is racist. So oh. why should black people de-arm themselves? It makes no sense to me. 
I just need someone to fit that square peg in the round hole for me because it does. I don't understand it. Well, who's the one that's attacking you? That's not the issue here. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you just said the people that are telling you all that. So I'm like, well, who are the people who are saying it to you? I don't, it, it's not about it. It's not about who's attacking me. It's about why do they have this mindset? That's what it's about. Well, who is, you said, why do they, who's the they? Why? I'm not focusing on that. <laughs> How many times I gotta say it? I'm not focusing on that. Well, you're saying you want someone that give you the answer. So I'm like, well, have you talked to them? Have you ever heard of a rhetorical question before? Uh. <laughs> now, I could pull out my Morgan Freeman meme and say, wrong, if Michael the B. shoe fits, <laughs> if the shoe fits, lace that bitch up. Amen. And if you think the shoe fits for you, you can just talk to me. Shut up, preacher. Who's the you? Yeah, we, okay, all right, look. I'm not playing reindeer games no more. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm done playing reindeer games with you. If you got something to say, say it. It don't matter who it is. I'll listen to anybody. Just speak up. <laughs> and how can they reach you? Huh? What how you can they reach you? How can they reach you? Well, we so have a lot of listeners. We have a lot of listeners to this show, and some of them are on the Discord chat. That's how they can speak up to me. So you're going to tell them where they can find you so they can talk to you about this? They can find me on the Discord chat, sir. Well, tell them the Discord <laughs> chat so, they, so they, they can get to they, you. They can, also, they can also find me. They can also put things in the uh, Facebook page when Mike puts this on Facebook and put them in the comments section, and you know I'm going to comment and re reply. I don't know what you're asking me. How can they find me? I've been doing this show for 10 damn years, 15 years. <laughs> there you go. There you go. How long has it been, Mike? 2007? Been a minute. Yeah. It's been a career. They know what they know where to find me. They do. So every time there, at the end of this show, do. at the end of this show, doesn't Mike say, where can they find you? God damn. What what more do you need? What what do you want? So, so at the end of the show, you'll find out where you can pose that question to them, whoever they are. I've posed a question on this broadcast, sir. So this is a weird debate, but go ahead. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what he wants. I've answered the question multiple times. They know where to find me. They know what I'm asking. They're listening to what I've just said. What is the problem that we're having here? So essentially, you were saying, though, your point was that... You don't understand why people are questioning, particularly black people should have the right to bear arms. Is that? Yeah, I can understand people not liking the effects of guns on the society. I don't like the effects of guns in the society, but that is. But I am like Mike. I'm like you. I'm gonna take us back to 2008, no, 2009, 2010, whenever Occupy Wall Street was. Hashtag snitching. <laughs> you said fight fire with fire. Now, at the time, I didn't necessarily agree with you. I see that shit now. Follow leadership. Right. Okay. And how did they take out that guy that attacked the Capitol? They shot him. How did that one woman, and it should have been more, there should have been more asses shot at the Capitol. How did they take care of that one woman who broke the glass to try to get into the chambers? That dude shot her. Some hot lead for that ass. Tax, taxpayer that, bullets. 
<laughs> and a lot more people should have had some hot lead in them. If it had been Black Lives Matter, you heard that fucker, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. He's a senator. Uh, he went on a radio show and said, oh, well, you know, I, those are all gun-loving, uh, not gun, those are all USA-loving patriots. That, that I know what was in their heart. Now, if it had been Black Lives Matter, that would have been a different story. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. So don't mm. talk to me about, don't talk to me about, I don't need a gun. I'm not going to name names. I don't need a gun. I'll take out a guy with a gun by myself with no gun. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with that. Okay. I don't understand it. This country wow. was won, was won and taken away from its native citizens with guns. This country liberated itself with guns. That's why guns are in our society. And until someone comes up with a way that all guns are gotten rid of, don't tell me to get rid of mine because I'm not the problem. Yeah, it's kind of like you, you tell uh, that you live at the Empire, you're in Star Wars, and you live on Coruscant, but you're like, hey, we shouldn't. We shouldn't have uh, stormtroopers. It shouldn't be. You don't. You don't need a weapon. Like we would never approach anybody with violence. Yet your own government is just going around the world or the galaxy, <laughs> setting up garrisons all over the place, <laughs> and star destroyers set up on all different planets, putting people under submission. But you, but you personally, don't condone that. It was like, well, nigga, you live on Coruscant. Like you under the Palpatine's <laughs> rule. Fuck you talking about. You better embrace your shit. That's why you why you can be who you are. Like, you know, the same with America. Like, you know, we don't want to have guns and stuff. I get it, but just to be clear, that's the shit that's keeping them from running tear your ass apart, coming across them borders, and the same way you go out and do, you know, regime changes and everybody else. They got guns and shit. So, you know, that's the, other that's the rules. You know the other argument I like? Well, when I say like, I'm being sarcastic or ironic. Well, uh, I don't think you could, you wouldn't know how to defend yourself using a gun. They'll, they'll take you out. All you do is shoot at plastic and paper. I'm like, you want me to shoot at real people? I don't, I don't, what's that argument? And yeah, of course I don't know how I train as best I can. And if someone were to if someone were to attack me, do I know that I could take them out with a gun? I, I like to hope so. I know this much, even if I don't know, and I get shot, I'm gonna take them with me. I know that. Okay. Yeah, all I know is I can say those things, but I'm not gonna be the one to test you, gangster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you ain't gonna do shit. Oh, for word. Well, why don't you come and show me how I'm not going to do it? Let's start with that. that that's not, nah, you know what I'm saying? So that's not going to nah. happen. So that's why I say it's just talk because you're not going to be the one to go see if what you say is true or not. So you might as well just leave it alone. Like, yeah, it sounds good in an argument, but practicality in the real world, you're not going to find the answer to it and you don't want nobody to find the answer to it. So just, just relax. It just doesn't make sense. Of course, I don't know. I don't, I, how will I know? I've never been in a shooting. So how do I know how I'm going to react? That's why I train. And I'll do the best I can. But people telling me, oh, you wouldn't do shit. You would. What? So I shouldn't try. <laughs> Makes no sense. I personally, it, a mean, lot of it is just. They don't like you, Q. Q. That's what. That's, hey, that's, that's, the, that's the argument. Actually, to my opinion. But go ahead. It'd be like saying to Nat Turner, why are you starting these revolts, man? You ain't going to do shit. Nothing going to change. 
People <laughs> said like, that. Okay. I know, right. It's it's foolish, is what I'm saying. I, I have a question about this. <laughs> on your on this whole since you bring up firearms. <clears throat> you were saying we were saying in the Discord the other day that if a person has like a, a party or a gathering at his house and people are informed, look, don't bring your guns in the house, man. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, we're going to be patting people down. Why does it need to get to all that? Why don't you just respect the homeowner's you know, desires and leave that shit in the car? Well, let me ask you this question. And since you, since you brought that up, this may become a little personal. Um, first of all, why the fuck do you think I wouldn't respect someone's home? See, that's my, that that's an example. I just, if you don't know who I am, I'm a fuck with you. All right. And so I said, how would you know if someone doesn't bring guns into your house? If they're concealing. Now you've known me for 10 plus years. If you said to me, Q, don't bring your gun in my house. That means I, I have two choices. One, I come to your house and I don't bring the gun. Two, I don't come to your house. Why you choose yeah. to say, to think that I would, wait, wait, hold. Why you would choose to say, to, 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 to presume that I would bring a gun to your house after you told me not to, I don't understand that. I can explain that easily. <clears throat> yep. I believe a couple of years ago, you know, you were the same person who said, I go to the, the theaters and I go, go go to the theaters packing. Yes. What the fuck, man? How so does that, that have anything? Wait, 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 wait. How does that have anything? No, 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 no. How does that have anything to do with? You are about packing wherever you go. That's what it tells me. Mark, you're better than this. How does going true. in? How does going into a theater have anything to do with going to a private residence? You see, those as the same thing. I see. Well, you actually did say wherever you can legally carry a gun concealed, you would do it. So I think he might be judging you based on those words you put out. And so, right. And so common sense, which we, I think we all have, the same common sense that God gave a jackass. Use your common sense. Would tell sense. us that if someone, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, R. Kelly. I can't believe I, I would ever have to say that. But if someone told me, I don't want you coming into my home with a gun, that's a different story. Yes, that's hashtag, that's different. I didn't think I have to say I wouldn't carry a gun where I'm not morally allowed to carry it. I figured that was a given. So if someone told me you can't come into my home with your gun, I probably am not going to come to your home. That is your choice, man. Exactly. If it is more important to you, to so see now to we're be, now see now we're going into the again, again. now we're going to the judgment now we're going to oh the judgment. God. No, no one's judging anybody. You can't, you can't just accept is, that. If I it would, is more important to you to be packing wherever you go, that's fine. That's that's uh-huh. on you. Okay, I know so that. So be it. Good. I'm sensing some feelings, but okay. Oh, what the fuck does that even mean? Exactly. You don't know what feelings mean? I'm sensing you're getting I I sense you 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 brought an emotional component to it 
by no, telling no. me, well, I, you don't, because you don't need to tell me, well, that's your choice, Q. Of course I know it's my choice. Didn't you so just go on an emotional component for the past 10 minutes? But I wasn't minutes, making it, I wasn't, I wasn't making it personal about his home. I went to an emotional component about the world, about our society in general. Okay. But for big sector doesn't need to tell me that I'm not allowed in his home with a gun. He doesn't have to tell me, well, that's your choice. Of course I know it's my choice. And I live with I live with the consequences. All right. You guys entertained? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes out to whoever it needs to go out to, I suppose. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun Discord Man. chat this week. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to this. I can hear it in your voice, Mike. <laughs> I, I love I love it how whenever I, I, I love it how, I love it how whenever I uh when I uh here comes the it's all I, on me. But go ahead. No, no, no. Whenever I give what I get on Discord, that's when Mike be like, stop it. I'm like, what why could he always be saying stop know, it when always, I got something to say? I know it's always <laughs> here's the what do they call that when a person does that when it, only time when I do it, then you guys say so. Okay. Facts? <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Call it facts. Anyway, uh, we invite you to join the Patreon. Wait, excuse me. We invite you to join our Discord. We'll put a link in this uh, so you can, you guys can get some of that greatness too throughout the week. Um, also, you guys had an interesting sort of debate on uh, the music book page. Shout out to uh, Sean Hicks. It was in regards to was in was a K-pop band was it BTS? Was that the correct BTS? And I think Q posted the the video and he said something uh, paraphrasing: "If you're a fan of Michael Jackson, you this you, piss, oh this, this piss, you piss you off." And I think because they were doing, I saw I started watching it. They were doing Michael Jackson moves and there's specifically, um, but. I had never heard of the, the group before, but looking at it, mm-hmm. I just said, you know what? This is the aftermath of Michael Jackson and black, uh, black music's effect around the world. Uh, you know, to me, they look like young kids who were probably super fans of black R&B music from the, eight, from the 90s and, of course, Michael Jackson. And they're immersed in it, and they want to, you know, they want to do it, uh, and they are doing it. Uh, to me, it just looked like it was a, you know, this is a world, that, you know, that is affected by the music and pop culture and media that they see from a different country, and they can't not be influenced by it because it's great, uh, and they're, they they want to do their part about it. Uh, so, I went, so th- that's how I took it. I was like, well, shit, you know, you're supposed to see stuff like this. Our shit is dope. And when they see that around the world, I'm sure they're just as infected by it as we are. And they're going to want to emulate it. You know, um, we've seen that throughout musical history, uh, obviously, too, with the Elvis Presley's and all those other bands or artists who emulated black music. And this is no different. I just think it's, you know, they you know, I, I'd imagine they're probably big stars in a certain parts of the country of the world, um, and I wonder how they 
would they would they accept um an american black person doing that music today probably not it probably feels better coming from them emulating it the same way i would look at an eminem or something like it, i would imagine a lot of the fans initially of eminem were not that heavy into rap over other art rappers before them but when they saw themselves doing it on a higher level yeah well he's the greatest rapper of all time but of course that from their vantage point they could see that so i i wouldn't think a michael jackson fan would be mad looking at that i'd be like yeah michael jackson is the most influential cat of course they're gonna have people that are copying them we've seen that with our american artists that's my take q though you you feel otherwise right yeah and i I've, i mean i feel like i've explained myself to death and no one seems to get it what i'm saying is that any artist who is known for incorporating dance numbers in their act in their repertoire since michael jackson since motown 25 of course there's going to be an influence in their moves their performance their dance you can't help but have choreographed dancers behind dancing behind you and not have people think Michael Jackson. I get that. What I said over and over and over and over again, and people kept coming at me like they not reading what I said was there's a difference between being influenced and seeing that influence or hearing that influence vocally or seeing that influence in the moves versus outright doing a Michael Jackson move, okay? And further, if that move is being done in a video where they are being charged, if you will, to dance to a Michael Jackson track, or their, their, their goal is to pay tribute or pay fealty to Michael Jackson, yes, when I when you see an artist like if I see an artist if I were twelve or thirteen or or eight, and I saw an artist dancing like Michael Jackson using his actual moves to a Michael Jackson track, and I see the name Michael Jackson, I would turn to my parents and, oh, who's Michael Jackson? Is that what he did, or do you know him, or you got me? I want to see what he did. Because there's a reference there. But when you're dancing to your song Dynamite and there's no attribution to Michael Jackson, just like they got on, remember they got on, uh, this was last week, they got on Jimmy, they, uh, Jimmy Fallon caught smoke because she, he had this uh, influencer, I forget, Adriana Ray, I think her name is. She came on and did dances that, were, that should have been attributed to people of color who created these dances and Jimmy Fallon caught smoke over that. So you got BTS doing, I'm not, no question they are strictly Michael Jackson moves in a song video for their original song with no, no respect paid to Michael Jackson, no attribution to Michael Jackson, so that you have a new generation of kids who see this and say, they made those dance moves up, didn't they? I, I, oh, I don't want to cut you off. No, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that that point is probably going to be lost again, but right. that's what I'm saying. And I want to get somebody else jump in, but real quick, I would just say, I, I agree with your point. Uh, you know, this is the same point my uncle made to me 
when I was watching Prince live from Syracuse. You know, Prince was super hot at the time. I was a, I was just getting into it, a big fan. My uncle walks into the rec room. I was watching it, and he looked at it. He's a big music guy. He looked at it and was like, "Oh, this." I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say exactly. This nigga's biting James Brown. This ain't shit. <laughs> and I was what like, part "No, was it? Was, it was uh, you know, uh, possessed and all that shit." Was, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he yep, said, yep, oh, "This yep, nigga, yep. he just doing James Brown. This ain't nothing." And at the time, I was like, what are you? No, nah, this is Prince. This is the new thing. Now, with history, and I've seen it, he was exactly right. <laughs> there was no mention of James Brown in that performance. I just thought Prince was just this amazing, and he is. But looking at it now, yeah, he was biting James. I mean, he was doing what these kids are doing, in my opinion. He was showing his influences. He wasn't spelling it out for you and calling them by name. But looking at it now, I can see that's what he was doing. Uh, to me, this is no different. This BTS is no different than Bruno Mars is doing currently right now. He is wearing his influences on his sleeve. He's not name checking the actual bands that he is getting this from. But I know enough to understand that I know what he's doing. Now, a younger person may hear this Bruno Mars, Anderson Pox, and say, wow, this never heard anything like this. This is amazing, which it is. But then once you go back and look on your, do your Googles, you might come across, oh shit, there's a whole time frame of music that sounds exactly like this. They're not creating something new. This is, harkens back to da 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 da. I didn't know that. It's the same way to me when I look at Michael Jackson in the same way. He was doing James Brown shit. I don't know if he was saying it all the time. He was doing a lot of different dance moves from other people we just, oh, he did the moonwalk. Or when you go back and look and be like, ah, actually, okay, I see where he got that from. He was biting that other choreographer or he was, you know, he was influenced by them, but he kind of put his own shit on it. But they've always, my point is to say artists have always done that. Michael was the, did the same thing. And my, my, my thing was is that um, I, don't see, I don't see how any Michael Jackson fan would be pissed off at them. BTS has made it known the impact that Michael Jackson has had on them. They constantly talk about Michael Jackson, the reverence they have for him. They, you know, try to dress like him, try to act like him. They do numerous tributes to him. So it's not like their fans are not aware of where they're getting their uh, these some of these dance moves from, or the or how they've been inspired by Michael Jackson. So I'm, I'm not understanding where he's saying they're not attributing to him because that's what they do. They do it often well, they, they do it in their interviews with him so much so that they've even gotten a co-sign from the jackson family their michael jackson twitter account tweeted out um them performing michael jackson's move they tweeted out the dynamite video uh, a member of the jackson family even said like we really appreciate this michael jackson would love this even said i don't even know matter of fact i think i tweet right here um where they mentioned that Taj Jackson. I think we all know Taj Jackson by now. He he ain't he ain't taking no disrespect for his, his uncle whatsoever. He was tweeting out how no Michael Jackson fans should be upset about this. This is a great tribute to their uncle, and they're doing the uh, they're doing the Jackson legacy proud, and we love this. And tweeting out the the video, and I'm just trying to look back on. It. I don't ever recall 
any artist, you know, at the end of their video, hey, this dance move I got from here and from here and from here. When Madonna did Material Girl, which was clearly inspired by the Marilyn Monroe scenes in the film, I'm, I'm actually I have the video up right now. She gives no attribution to uh, Marilyn Monroe, but it's she's said it in her interviews at the time on MTV. MTV put it out. Madonna put it out. I'm looking at the uh, Bruno Mars video finesse. I think we've all seen that, which was clearly inspired by the In Living Color. Everybody, uh, people who saw the video instantly knew that's exactly where they got it from. And Bruno Mars made it a point to say, yeah, I was inspired. I was a fan of that show. But this is we tried our we we tried to bring that to our videos. And I just look at BTS with that video. They were like, hey, we're huge fans of Mike. We like doing his dance moves. So for this video, we're going to do some of his moves in here. And they call it out. They've called it out in their interviews. It's constantly talked about. May I may I respond? Floor is yours. Okay. One, I can tell you that um, what you brought up Madonna. Madonna was a product of the 80s. And I'm going to say that I think music listeners back in the 80s were a little bit more in tune with their, with uh, a little bit more, a little smarter than the group of listeners that we have listening to BTS in this American post-American idol music industry today. That's the first thing. Can I just ask you, how do you base that? Back, I think back in the eighties, we were a little bit more discerning about the, the our music and our musical uh, uh, our musical heroes. I I was uh, how I was probably sixteen or something, mm -hmm. and when I saw. Um, when I saw Madonna, and if I remember, she had a white wig on. She had on the classic <laughs> white dress from uh, Some Like It Hot, I think the movie was. I knew that was Marilyn Monroe. So if the guy in the BTS video, I'm thinking just this one scene where he does the, the trademark right leg kick that Michael Jackson used to do. Mm -hmm. If he was wearing black high water pants and a glove and a fedora hat, okay. That would be the equivalent then. That would be the equivalent of Madonna dressing up as uh, the material, as uh, Marilyn Monroe. That's not what we saw in the BTS video. Second thing, it's not like the Jackson family or the estate has not been willing to throw Michael under the bus for a buck. Really? I said it. I said it. An example, Jermaine, please. Jermaine exactly? Jackson. Jermaine Jackson put out a single called Word to the Bad where he threw Michael Jermaine's under the bus. Jermaine's been a hater from day one. Okay, how does that disprove my point? Because since his death, because he didn't have an estate yeah. then. Well, I'm just curious. What I'm, does not this, talk, I, I, I'm not limiting it to his death. Well, so no, I, but I, I I'm just, said, I, I, problem, so estate, one second. Man. I said, you said the estate, so that's why I was asking you. What does I said the, the estate I said the Jackson. I, I said the Jackson family Right. Has not, and I may have said estate, considering that the family I would think is part of the estate, has not. There's, there's no, there's no evidence that they have not been willing to throw Michael under the bus. So just to be clear, I give you, you, you did bring up Jermaine, which I acknowledge, but uh -huh. that was before he died. And then just to be clear, you're What's, not talking about the estate as it when you say it in today. What we think you're just saying generally across the Jackson family. Does sort the, of thing. The, 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 right. the Jackson family, aren't they a part of the estate? 
No, no I don't think so. No. I wouldn't think so personally, but I don't know. I, I have no idea. That would be I don't know either. I, I would think I would, the kids in the estate. That would be because then think, I would assume I would I would I would give you the other argument to, to say then you're going to bring up Latoya Jackson, right? <laughs> but it, I wouldn't consider Latoya Jackson have any say in what the estate does. But she has thrown Mike under the bus under. You, so you don't think time. the Jackson family has any any power or any say so? Oh, I, I, I said I would imagine they do, but I don't. Ha- I don't imagine Jermaine or Latoya does. But I guess your argument would say they do. They're part of the family. Well, until someone gives me evidence that they have nothing to do with the estate, I'm going to say. Jermaine but do you know Michael, who makes up the estate? Can I finish this, please? Jermaine threw Jermaine threw Michael under the bus. Latoya threw Michael under the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Uh, I was going. Ah, uh, forget the guy's name who did the. Uh, the Michael album where they faked the vocals mm-hmm. threw him under the bus. Then my point, uh, the victory tour, Michael didn't want any part of that, but they pressured him in. We saw, uh, we saw what happened on that. Ne- what was that? Uh, the book you, you recommended Mike with the two bodyguards. Mm-hmm. I don't know the title, but I know you're talking about. Yeah. Michael felt so pressured by his family. His own father had to make an appointment. And I get that. Randy crashed, was it Randy or Mark? Randy crashed through the gate. Oh, I need that money. I need that money. This fa- to I mean, be clear, this these family, are all things, drama that's done while Mike was here and not after the fact. That, that, I don't know what matters. It, it does matter. It may not matter to you. I'm just making the point. Well, I don't think it matters. I don't think okay. it matters. Well, I do. But we, <laughs> we can disagree. Good. We disagree. Yeah. But let me get my point across. Let me get my point across as you disagree with it, okay? For sure. I just want to throw, I, I'm just going to throw in identical things as I see right. it, but go ahead. I don't see the Jackson family or the estate necessarily not willing to do things or put things out to make a buck, all right? So that's, that's how I feel about that statement that they put out on Twitter, all right? So, okay. I mean, there you have it. I, I just feel like it's disrespectful. And if you're going to, uh, I, I can name Justin Timberlake. Uh, now, I know Chris Brown and put up a video of Chris Brown where he does that trademark leg kick that Michael Jackson does too. I call foul on that. But I can see, like I said, all these artists today mm-hmm. from the 90s forward, you're going to see influences of Michael Jackson. I don't deny that. But I think it's disrespectful to blatantly do his moves. And you know young kids are going to be watching. And they won't know because they're not going to be sitting there. Young kids ain't going to be sitting there watching an interview. Right. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I, 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 that's what I think. <laughs> right. Um, and you're an older gentleman, and, so I get it too. Like I, we're right. the same well, age. And I can also say an- anecdotally, because there is a song with B, uh, that BTS put out that I'm rocking every day. Uh, oh, you heard of them before? The, oh, well, yeah, I have a young kid. Okay, no, I, I, I never heard of them. That's why I just I was shocked. So, okay, you you know more more about them than I do. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna say I know them. I'm not entrenched. But there's a song called they have a song called Life Goes On. They use it on the uh, Samsung Galaxy commercial. It's a dope ass song. It's hmm. a great song. So I'm not hating them all out. But I just so, say, no. Do well, your can I own ask you a question? Just wait, 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 wait. I think you made your point. Do, your, do your own shit. Right. It can, it can look like it came from Michael. It can have Michael's DNA in it. Mm-hmm. But make your own shit. Don't be doing this leg kick. 
Don't be doing his moves from the beginning of Motown 25 where he grabs his crotch and undulates forward and back. Don't do that. Right. Don't do that. That's okay. not you. Can That's I ask you a work. question based off of everything you just said? Would sure. Michael Jackson fall into that same argument for when he incorporated other people's moves into it? Mike stole shit too. No, I know, I'm saying, but I'm asking you: should would he should have followed the same things you're saying? I suppose so. Okay, fair enough. That's all. I've never seen. Now, I, I I've only I've seen him. I've seen him do James Brown mm-hmm. twice. Now I'm not saying he hasn't done it more than that. Someone could call me out. That's fine. I saw him do it when uh, during that James Brown Prince Michael classic moment. Mm-hmm. And he did some James Brown moves on the Dangerous Tour. Um, now, he's done James Brown when he was in Jackson 5, right? Isn't that one of the big things? He would do the shuffle and all that stuff? I remember, oh, yeah. Okay, good. I remember he did that. Uh, yeah, he did that during that audition footage that everyone's seen. Me, personally, I've never seen him do James Brown outside of that. He was always doing his own, creating his own moves. And it, all, it, may have, and it has the DNA of mm-hmm. um, James Brown, just like Prince. As I mentioned I mean, earlier, that, right? Yeah. That 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 uh, possessed irresistible bitch. I'm gonna give a pass to Prince on that. I said it because he was so clearly mock, not mocking, but uh, emulating James Brown. Everyone could tell who he was doing. Well, well again, just to be clear, just for my personal, uh-huh. everyone wasn't clear because I had no idea what he was doing. Right, kind of the same way you're sort of saying these kids of today who may not know that they're taking Michael's moves because there's no reference to it. They're not speaking into existence. In the same way I'm saying with, with Prince, I had no idea he was doing James Brown. Somebody older than me who had more historical context saw it right away. How did, how did you not know that? Because I, I, I wasn't aware of James Brown like that as a child. The closest <clears throat> I think I probably would have known about James Brown was uh, living in America because that was wow. a big, you know, the big thing. But I had... I had no idea. I had I've heard of his music, but had no idea who he was. Right? Of course, I heard the bigger songs as a child, but I had never visually seen seen that and had no idea. That's what I'm saying. Going back to Michael, he's doing the same thing, right? He's not only taking the James Brown moves. He's also we've seen now that uh, what's the famous choreographer that Michael was very much influenced by? Um, Michael Peters? No, not him. Oh no, uh, 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 this. Singing in the Rain guy, Gene Kelly? It was another guy. It's, it's the guy where he's really doing the Billy Jean moves and all that. There's a video. I know we've talked about this before years ago. Oh, it's a black guy? No, it's a white, it's a white choreographer, dancer dude. Jeffrey Daniel? He's not white. Fred Astaire? Nah, uh, I know the Michael fans are just throwing the name out. It's, uh, there's another very- Jeffrey inf- Daniel? <laughs> no, again, they're not white, so no, it's not them. Uh... But there's another uh, very influential artist, dancer guy that Mike is. When you look at the video he's pulling it from, it's like, it's like, are you crazy? But I had no idea. I had never heard of this guy. Most of us in the mainstream world didn't either. And why would we? But I'm just saying to say that, of course, all of the greats took from things that they loved and put their spin on it. But they were openly doing right. these Again. moves. Michael was okay. no exception to that. And that's why, I, so I well, agree with your your logic. I was saying, well, then your, your logic would fall on Micah just as well. Bob Fosse? Bob Fosse. There you go. Bob Fosse. Okay. Yeah. Michael Jackson talked about Bob Fosse? No, I didn't say he talked about like BTS. But you go look Michael at Jackson? Bob Fosse's videos and you go look at Michael, and now you understand where that Billie Jean performance comes from. 
Oh, I do remember you. This was years ago. You put yeah. up. Yeah, a... I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying. When did Michael Jackson talk about Bob Fosse? Because this is news to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know openly is he talking about it in his interviews. He, he but he but the point is to say, like, he didn't just make this shit up. He's doing the same thing these kids are doing. I'm just saying, Mike probably, we didn't hear about that unless you knew about it because there was no internet and you know, these clips aren't just floating around back then. But so, but that's what my point is to say. He's doing the same thing. It's, artists always have done this. Uh, well, 1974, okay. too. Wow. I, I Well, you know what? I'm just going to say it's me. I have a problem with it. That's just me. Well, that's Duh. Right. So I, I'll just say, you know, young folk, um, go ahead and pay your homage to these the elders. Do your thing, young folks. You know. Yeah. The, the yeah, steal like an artist. That's that's what that's what that's the whole point of it. There's, well, let me ask you this, Q. Well, that's, you know, it's just ama- it's amazing to me. Yeah. Go ahead, young Korean folks, and steal mm-hmm. from us. I how are they stealing? Go Wait, ahead. Now you're kind of going stealing? in a different direction, which I'm not. No, he's, no, he's being cute. That's what he's doing. He's being oh, let's, Mark, let's, Mark, Go ahead Mark, and move the goalposts. Let's whoa, make it whoa, about. Mark, let's Mark, make this a racial thing, which I have no problem with. Let's Mark, go. Hold on, hold on. Fuck that. Shit. You know what, man? You are so full of shit sometimes. Let's go. How are they stealing? Every time. Every time. I want to know how is it stealing? Every time. Every time. I, you said I, it 10 I, times, I, bro. Fucking make your point. I look at the Discord chat. I see how you react. When other people talk about race issues, you laugh. You say, oh, you, you have nothing to say. But whenever I say it, oh, that's Q. Q's, Q's always talking about race. Uh, Come on, man. Give it a break. Be consistent. The, the minute you give it a break, I'll give it a break. Yeah, but I, I just love how you always you all you stalk anytime I talk about race and I say we uh, people are taking our culture, they're appropriating our culture. Oh, that's there goes Q. He's always like that. But whenever anyone else talks about black versus white, you ain't got nothing to say. Because I find that this is this is the Q manifesto. This is your whole deal. Oh man. Yo, they did this and two bob that. That's all you fucking do, man. And it's really that's fucking bullshit. Tired. That's Fuck bullshit. You, it's not bullshit. That's bullshit. That's, that, you okay, got fine. different Your fucking opinion. You How about we let the listeners weigh in and say what they think? How about that? Let, let them say it. I'm so talking to you. listening right now, you I'm weigh in. To you. you tell me what I'm you guys think about me and Q because he thinks his way, and that's fine, and I don't agree with it, and that's fine too. I'm talking to you. They don't. I'm everyone's not on. Everyone's not on the Discord chat to see it. They, okay? they can be. It's not that hard. They can, they can be. But until well, I'm not talking about. But they can. I'm saying they're not. So they're not seeing how whenever we talk about race, whenever someone talks about race on Discord, you have nothing to say. I find that interesting. That's all. Well, how about this? When the sun comes up. You have something to say about race everywhere. And I find that interesting. And honestly, you know why? a little fucking you know tiresome. You know why? Well, tell me why. Because tell me why. Because tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why, motherfucker. Shit. Annoying, because, isn't it? You do the same shit. Lord. Because everyone, well, because I realize that race is everywhere. 
Some of us apparently don't. Oh, you realize that, huh? I'm trying to be I'm trying to be <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic here. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Anthony, go ahead. Uh, man. What's up? So my question to Q is so you're saying that they're stealing and I'm asking how are they stealing if they continually um, expose that this is where they're getting these moves from and the, how they're influenced from MJ? I, I, okay, so let me. Okay, I'll answer. I don't understand how I have to explain that answer to you. Just because they said we like Michael Jackson, that means they can do his moves. And that's not stealing. Correct. Yes, they're attributing. Well, we just, they're, they're attributing where these moves are coming from. So how is it stealing? Where, where, where if so? If I watch that video, if I watch that dynamite video, and I see him do that traditional Michael Jackson leg kick, or I see him do that two-step shuffle that Michael Jackson did in black or white at the end with the Panther. Uh, where is it attributed that that's a Michael Jackson move in that video? It's not, but do, I right. would ask you, right. in there any you other video, okay, in that's any other video. That's called stealing. I'm not talking about any other video. I'm not talking yeah, about any other video. But I You're am. moving goalposts. I'm not talking about any no, other actually, video. I'm talking about dynamite. I'm talking That's about right. dynamite. How are they attributing Michael Jackson? Unless I, unless they put a interview at the end of that video, how are they attributing Michael Jackson? If they're not, I call it stealing. And if you can't put a video or put who you got the moves from in your video, don't do the fucking moves. Come up with your own moves that may remind me of Michael Jackson, but don't steal from <sighs> Michael Jackson. Okay, so, and to my point, you can actually point to any music video where an artist has performed other artists that's come before them move that have attributed it to them at the end of a video. You can point well, me in the I direction would, of that. I would, I would suggest to you that no other artist was ever, maybe with the section, with the exception of Elvis was ever as big as Michael Jackson. So that's a whole other plateau where you don't fuck with that legacy. So was that a yes or a no? You can't point me in the direction of video. The, the answer, the answer is I'm not. The they, answer is I'm not going to bother okay. with it because I've made my point. Okay. And my second question is: It appears to me that that based on some that your statement about them being Korean, that the reason why you have this animus about what they're doing is the fact that they're non-black. Is that? If I, am I right? I believe I also said I believe if. If, 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 if people would listen, I believe I also said that you put up a video with Chris Brown doing a Michael Jackson move. And I said, I call foul on that, too. But, yes, I have no problem saying I do have more of a problem with someone of another uh, culture. So with, I do have more of a problem. I do have more of a problem with someone from another culture doing it. But. I wasn't broaching that. I can put that aside and say, I have a problem with Chris Brown doing it, and I have a problem with BTS doing it. And I have a problem in terms of the culture with black folks saying, yeah, go ahead, come on in. Use that if you want it, take it. We seem like we had a problem with Molly Cyrus doing that. We had a problem with Amanda Bynes saying, oh, I wanna have a street sound. I need to hire a black producer. Knowing she's never had any issues that people that our culture have come up with that have created this genius, this genius art that we have, she's never been a part of that. 
She can walk away from it after she makes the money from hiring a black producer and then kicking them to the curb. So yes, I take no shame in saying I do have more of a problem when the person from another culture does it and doesn't attribute us or the artists from our community. I have no just, problem saying just that. To be, just to be clear to our audience, BTS has attributed those moves to Michael Jackson. Go listen to the, go watch the Dynamite video and tell me where they attribute Michael Jackson, please. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> All right. So is that your stance on cover songs too, Q? What? Is that your what? stance on cover songs too? No, cover, with cover songs, at least, at least uh, the person that wrote the song is getting paid at, at minimum. They're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay. That makes okay. I said so at then, least. So and and also with a with a cover song. So if BTS I, cuts a check to the Jackson Estate, you'll be like, okay, everything's cool. Listen, I'm gonna make this very simple for you. He's talking about music, Screech. not 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 dance moves. Screech. Go post being moved. That was the yeah. go post being moved. I'm talking about music. <laughs> He's talking about music. I'm talking about the moves. I don't know what your problem is with that. No, because you, you're totally saying, different. You apples and oranges. You, you just said with the cover song, at least they're getting paid. So I just asked the question. Well, if BTS cuts the check to the Jackson State, everything cool then? Because you, you no, because I was, I was answering. I was answering Mark's question, which <clears throat> if he wants to introduce so music, yes we can no? talk. Let me answer the question. If you don't want to hear my question, don't ask me the fuck. If you don't want to hear my answer, don't answer the, answer the fucking question. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to give me yes or no. And shut the fuck up and I'll let you know. I'm not going to give you a no, yes or no. Yes or no. I'm not giving you a yes or no. So okay, should we just stop I, here? If, yeah, we can stop. Good. Man, happy Easter. Happy Easter. So the I'm BTS the situation. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the Bob Fosse clip. Yeah. Mike uh, clearly had seen this, <laughs> and there's but nothing wrong at, with that. You know? No, not but looking at it closely, I see a lot of Sammy Davis Jr. in this too. You might. Yeah. I see a lot of that in this. Most artists so are influenced. So Michael Jackson needs to have, the Jackson Estate needs to put an attribution at the end of the Billie Jean video, and then well, uh, Bob Fosse needs to put an attribution at the end of this movie to Sammy Davis Jr. Which I remember. I remember. See, here's the thing. I remember vaguely that clip that Big Sexy is looking at, and what I would say is to me the comparison of that clip, and I think he's like on a mountaintop doing. Yep. Uh, he's yeah, uh, doing, doing on a mountaintop, right? <clears throat> Yeah, because it was a Michael film, Mike. This is not a music Michael video. Jackson <laughs> took Michael Jackson took those moves and made them his own. The guy and the guys in BTS nah, are nah. doing the guys in BTS are doing Michael Jackson moves. What what is the disconnect here? Well, I'm actually it's looking really at the odd. video and it's a direct duplication of what MJ did. No, direct. it's not. No, it's not. Okay, are you watching the video? I've seen the video, sir. Okay. I don't have you to watch it now. You're the you one that has to look it up, you, not me. You just you just said you vaguely remember. So your memory. I've seen the video, possibly... and I just I just described, and Mike uh, verified that I'd say he's like hunched over. He's got his legs angular on a mountain. He's on a mountainside or something like on a cliff or something like that. 
So I remember the exact scene that you guys are talking about. I didn't have to look it up to describe it. You did, not me. But, so, but yeah, to be clear, Michael it's clear the- looking at this video. I'm looking at it now. I haven't seen it in years. Michael took the mannerisms and move, and you can see the the dress is influenced by this as well. The high water pants. That's with the white. But my, 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 the this hat. is a movie. <laughs> I, I, it's completely different from a music video, so right. it's not the same. It's not the same. You, you can see obviously the DNA. It, it, uh, this heavily influences Mike, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that that Mike becomes great by being influenced by this. I know, well, it, well, no, no, but Mike, the dude but Mike, did what did a you moonwalk. Say? <laughs> say that again, Q. You said Michael was heavily influenced by that. Yeah, he's doing the moves of this, and he looks like the man. Well, wait a minute—is he doing the moves or is he influenced by the moves? Well, I mean, come he's, on, he's both. It's it, it can be more than one. You don't have to do one or the other, and he's clearly dressed like this man. <laughs> And moving and dancing like this man, and it's not a slight to Mike at all. But but it's obviously you can't just say this. We can't just sit here and say Mike created this out of the blue. He's obviously doing this man, and there's nothing wrong with that because the the thing is, most of us had no clue about this man or this footage. So Mike is showing us something new and putting his spin on it. And most artists have done that throughout history. Go ahead. Let me ask this question: Why then? Why? Is Sheila E. catching so much hell mm-hmm. from people saying that she's biting off of Prince now? Um, I can give you a, my take on that is probably because people feel like since Prince is dead and they mm-hmm. had stopped Michael's working. Dead. Go ahead. Michael's dead. Did you want to hear my answer? <laughs> I'm just doing you. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I wasn't talking to you. I was just saying it out loud to myself so I could remember. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. So the answer, my answer to your question is that because I think, you know, people who are fans of Prince feel like she wasn't uh, working with Prince when he was alive anymore. And she she made a point to say that she wasn't fucking with him. They're probably like, why are you fucking with it now? Only because there's opportunities in you doing so. Whereas before, when he was here, you made a point to let us know that you had nothing to do with him anymore. I think that's where you get some of these fans pushed back on that. That's my opinion. So, so she, Sheila, Sheila dis, disenfranchised herself from Prince. She doesn't uh, uh, respect him or doesn't uh, uh, have the same admiration for Prince that BTS has for Michael. You, you asking me the question? I'm asking anyone the question. Oh, I think she has high regards for Prince. Uh, I've never seen her be disrespectful right. to Prince at all. I'm just telling you why these fans are, my opinion, and why they're they're having that issue with their specifically those are the situations. I don't think anyone ever thought that she's being dis- disrespectful to Prince. I've never seen that. Right. So what I'm saying is it seems like to me it's kind of the same argument that people don't want Sheila E going out there touring, acting like she's Prince. Just like I don't want BTS doing Michael's moves because they're Michael's moves. Okay. I, again, I don't, I don't agree with either one of those, but I, I do believe that is true. <laughs> People do have those reasons for those reasons you stated. I don't necessarily agree with that, but you're definitely spot on about that. All right. All right, man. Who would have thought this would have been such a big debate? Big debate. On Twitter, a few years ago, right before she passed, or a couple years ago, I guess before she passed, um, a person, I'm not going to name names, in the music industry who I know, I know quite well, 
went on Twitter and said, we need to protect her legacy and protect her music and make, make sure she owns all of her copyrights and trademarks to her great hits, including Respect and Natural Woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, she didn't write those. And I had this long discourse with a bunch of idiot fans who swore up and down she did until they did their Googles and found out, you know, the, the reality of things. So that is how I'm looking at this. If someone, you know, respects, honors, whatever, influence, if someone, if someone is respected like that, and Michael, almost to the point of James Brown, was influence, influencing tons of people. For these young knuckleheads to do this, they're going to know where it comes from. People watching them are going to know where it comes from. And I don't agree with the premise that, you know, youngins now aren't as well-educated as we were in the 80s about music, simply because the fact there is, A, more of it, and B, there is more readable, available sources of information to find out about it. Well, you know, I, 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 dis- I, you can disagree all you want. That's fine. But, but I, I'm, I'm going to give you why I disagree. I'm always going to back up, but I think you might not. And I'm saying you, you said why I disagree. Wait, 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 wait. Because, I wasn't done. I wasn't done. Well, you paused and I spoke and then I waited. Go ahead. Youngins can look on YouTube, go Google Wikipedia, whatever the hell, they will find out. And people who are watching these youngins, these cats here, they know who Michael Jackson is. They know. Now, if you were to say this maybe 100 years from now, maybe. But people know who Mike is. And let's face it, the shelf life of boy bands is about three years anyway. And so in three years from now, these guys will probably be, you know, flipping burgers somewhere. So... There is really nothing for anyone to get bent out of shape about. You don't like their music? Don't buy it. You don't like the video? Don't fucking watch it. But everybody who's watched it knows where that leg kick comes from. Everybody. No one's trying to say they, they're, they're stealing it. No one's trying to say they're saying they did it originally. They've already said, look, we were about Mike. The Jackson family's like, hey, look, we dig Mike too. Now, as far as the, Estate goes, my understanding of Michael's estate was this. He left it all to his kids, and he left mom, Catherine, as trustee. That's that. So that's the estate. So Jermaine's hating ass gets nothing, and the rest of them weren't even mentioned. Uh, So Jermaine, who's always hated. I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I I was just going to throw in. I think if if we can survive five star... Who, who was on Mike's? Who was on Mike's? Exactly, and they was on Mike's nuts heavy. We'll, we'll, well, I'm not hating. It. I'm just saying you, you're bringing up groups that. Are, you know, this is not the first group that is influenced by Mike. There's a whole industry of that, and we were able to survive that. We'll forget a, these. They, they'll probably in ten years. It will be a footnote, but you're always going to remember Michael Jackson. It's not going to hurt Michael's legacy at all. <laughs> I just wanted to add at the 353 mark of that Bob Fosse video, he does the uh, on the tippy toes type move. So I'm like, wow, Mike aped a lot from this cat. 
<laughs> he may have been up on this for many years. You can obviously you can see the the off the wall, you know, all of that. Mike too is in this too, so he's probably up on this for quite a while. Five star. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know why you got to diss five star, man. I'm not dissing five star. I'm just saying they were heavily influenced by Mike, and I don't know if they ever openly said it either. But <sighs> you can look at it and see, like they on his nuts. Many groups were influenced by Mike. Was Ralph Tresvant I, get get clown because he's singing like Michael in Jackson Five? No, uh, New Edition's an icon in the in the game for that. So it's you know. so Q's okay with five star, but got a problem with uh, BTS. Okay. I, don't even, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'll, again, you're you're listing groups who were influenced by Mike, and I've already conceded every pop group that has choreography has been influenced by Mike, but they're not doing Mike's moves outright. How many times I got to say that? I, don't, well, I, would, I, would, say, I would say that they are, but I would say I they are too. They they, they they sing like Mike. They do the song, make the song sound like Mike. They they Forced perform MDs. like Mike. Oh yeah. We've seen that over many times. I'm talking about the choreography again and again. I, I'm talking about all of it, but I agree with but you. I'm not. I, I understand, but I'm just even throwing more in there. There's not. It's not even just the choreography. You know, there's there's songs that you just play them and you think that oh, this sound like Michael Jackson. Now, did they put the credit on the on the song and say this is influence? I don't know if they do all that, but. Oh, no, people can't same same with dancing. I don't think you can control. Oh, you know that move we just did and get my award. I was doing my mic. No, no one's ever done that. Or somebody said I was doing Sly or I was doing Stevie or or whatever. I was doing Hammer. No, no one says that. I don't think you've ever seen anybody acknowledge dance moves that they openly took from somebody. I've never seen that in my life. Like at the end of the performance. I, and, you know, I think. I think Beyonce catches this a lot from people too, right? Over the years, they'll find some footage or something. Oh, she took this or da da da. I'm like, well, no shit. That's what artists have always been doing. <laughs> they they bring stuff to the table that you're not aware of, and present it with their spin on it. That that's they've always done that. That's essentially hip hop. <laughs> Sample that song and put my spin on the whole industry built off of it. Movies are built off of that, aren't they? Do a lot of directors take? Oh, they, they made it just like that one movie they were influenced by. Did they call that? I mean, a, it's just isn't that what Star Wars is? I mean, Citizen Kane. People have bit that I'm one for sure, years. I'm not sure where this is going anymore. I mean, I'm well, then, then that's fine. It. You were long for the I, ride. I've said, I've said multiple. You times. made your point I'm talk, though. I'm talking about the moves. Right. The we moves understand strictly. that. No one's disagreeing with I've your point. Never, I've never argued that. Other things like the vocals or the I'm, I, I, you're right. I, I am. You so, so we're not dealing with what you said. <laughs> You've made your point many times, and no one disagrees with you. Right? We understand what you're saying. I'm just adding extra stuff to it. That's kind of what I do as a whole. But man, any other last words on is it BTS? So BTS. BTS. So BTS needs to be paying respects to Bob Fosse, Pierce, based on his video. Uh, that that may be the case. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you need to get a hold of the Bob Fosse estate and get them to check. I wonder if they have if he has an estate and do they do? I wonder do they ever be like, man, the whole game is based off of Bob. We'll never get no juice. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. If you got the high waters, the white socks, the black penny loafer looking shoes, like damn. Well, oh shit, he's doing the hat thing. He's doing the thing with the hat. 
Oh, man. Oh, there you go. Shout oh, out to there's the moonwalk. There's the moonwalk. <laughs> but that's different. He's doing it out in the desert. He's on Tatooine. Not in the streets. <laughs> but all right, man. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Boy, it got heated. Got heated. Talking about that MJ. <laughs> um, Q, where can they find you online, sir? <clears throat> you can find me at getfirstlevel.com. Um, you can also find an archive of Real Q Storm, R E E L Q Storm.com, and an archive of the Red Shirts. Uh, just Google Red Shirts. And you will see our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our YouTube page. Uh, both of those properties are kind of temporarily shut down while I get my life together and try to incorporate this new job and find time to get those going again. All right. Aunt Pooh. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Aunt Pooh. Big sexy. <laughs> Twitter, WSE Mark. <clears throat> Facebook, Mark Wiggins. Instagram, Mark Wiggins. Two. And also, we're going to put it up uh, just as we put this episode up. Mark has his first episode uh, from his, his uh, solo podcast. It's going to be debuting. And sir, what's the name of your show? It was called This Is My World. We talk about, well, I talk about music and whatever's gone out there, but primarily music and not being afraid to step outside your own comfort zone and try new things and give it an honest listen. That's what we do there. All right. All right. And, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know where to find us at podcastjuice.net. That's where we stay. That's where we at. Also, you can find us on all the other platforms, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, just look up podcast juice. And with that, work it like a job. See you next time.